Well, that was interesting. <laughs> I did not expect us to talk about half the shit we talked about. Not even going to lie. Isn't that always how it goes, though? Yeah, but I thought we would be a lot more serious tonight. And apparently it was like, oh, fuck that. I think the serious ship sailed like years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you looking for veteran resources and peer support? Objective Zero has an app for that. Download the Objective Zero app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Access wellness resources like yoga and a free year subscription to Headspace, the world's most popular meditation app. Check out veterans resources and access our nationwide network of peer support. Speak to fellow women veterans or someone in your field and branch of service. You get to choose who you want to chat with. Learn more at www.objectivezero.org. That's www.objectivezero.org. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Now, God damn it, buddy, that's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is inside the nuthouse, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting the D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recall. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer, it's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. We still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around this smoke. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is on DV Radio. That is how it is right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net, September 10th. 2022, or at least that's what I got on my calendar. I don't know what it is on yours. Some people live in the fucking future and won't give away a lot of numbers. <laughs> that being said, I'm born with. <laughs> In the, in the rooms, in the rooms tonight from Alaska, we got Mr. Oink. What's happening, folks? And from Texas, we got Sergeant Wardog and Betsy Ross. Psych Ward gang. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. And tonight is going to be fun and it's going to be probably dark and depressive at times. But you know what? That's how we do it here at DV Radio. We we mingle it all in one. <laughs> that's that's why we're called dysfunctional because, you know, we all have those moments. <clears throat> that being said, <clears throat> how are you guys doing this evening? All right. Not too bad. Like I said, I got uh, I got some family in town and they're visiting and they're out doing their own thing right now. So, uh, you know, life is life is good right now. And Miss Bethy Ross. Getting by. Today's kind of a rough day, personally, but 
think uh, think I'm managing. I get you. I get you. When I said it was rainy during pre-show today, I meant it figuratively and literally. <laughs> it has been like yesterday. I don't think it rained at all. Like actual weather wise. And then today, oh my God, I'm just like, really? <laughs> you want to talk about rain? Come on now. Right. Like, flooding right now. <laughs> oh, uh, my mom. Hey, hey, Betsy, if you could read what I sent you a messenger, that might help just a bit. Cause I think that's what it's, what it is. I think your mic is at like four dots. If you can do it to like six or seven, it might work best. I got Betsy a new microphone. She's testing it out tonight, and I forgot to ask her about it during pre-show because I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Lord. It happens. Right. She, she's got the we, same we one we've got now. Something happening. That's nice. Yeah. They seem to work pretty good. I like them. I know I love them. It's it's so easy to use. It's not expensive at all. Like, well, it, it's expensive, but it's not expensive. You know what I mean? It's it's not yep. top tier. It's not bottom tier, and it's really not mid tier. It's like in between all of those. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I love these microphones, and I like the old school look as far as the top portion is concerned because we've got the little light up touch thing on the bottom portion. <laughs> sliding scale yeah <laughs> but uh no my mom went out today and i don't know when i got her text i probably got it like three hours four hours later <clears throat> but she had told me it was a rainy day and she only does that when it's like really bad raining outside so i knew it was raining wherever she was at pretty hard and throughout the day i've got a tin roof so it sounds amazing when it rains at my house um I heard it off and on basically all damn day. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like, that's why I don't want to do a damn thing. Um, <laughs> and then I've had some, uh, we've had some concerning things going on this week. Not just here at the house, but with friends and family. And yeah, it's it's one of those weeks. <laughs> but yeah. I hope you're all having fun tonight or this week or, or whatever. Like, I hope it's, I hope it's an up mood. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Cause I don't know how else to put it. Cause I, I'm tired. <laughs> Cause that's new. <laughs> oh, Lordy, Lordy, Lordy. So, yeah. Um, okay, Mayhem. I just now seen that in chat. I'm going back and reading all the stuff that I missed. Um, I don't know when he'll contact me. I'll probably have to contact him. Because that's how it works in our world. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag psych ward game. Mirrors P. Mama P been raining on and off all day here yeah i know north carolina the pms state of the united states of america uh, let's see all right i think I, I think i'm called up okay all right 
So I, I, you know what I need to do before we get into tonight's guest, who is Objective Zero. I need to look and see what promos we have coming up. I think we've got free shipping again coming up soon. Let me go check that really quick. I know uh, shipping has been slow for some reason. I don't know why. Yes, we've got free standard shipping from September 13th through September 17th um, at the DV Radio Store. If you're listening and you're not on the website listening and you're on the uh, Radio King app, just go to dvradio.net. <coughs> Excuse me. And click on the store tab uh, when you're there. Be sure that if you want to use any of the offers, you click the redeem button. And I think it's the top left. If I'm not mistaken. There will be a banner at the top. Click redeem. If you don't do that, you will not get the free shipping or the 20, 20 15% off or whatever it is. Um, but yes, uh, September 13th through September 17th, we got free standard shipping. Yes, I made a Sinkton shirt, so it's on the store. <laughs> These assholes would not shut up about me making it. (laughs) (laughs) Then we got the Psych Ward Gang shirt, and we got Betsy Ross stuff, and we got PTS Dog stuff, and um, we got the DV Farm stuff, DV against DV stuff from now until the end of this year. Uh, all profits from that 100% profits will go to Change Unchained. If you don't know about Change Unchained, go to changeunchained.com. They help uh, fight human trafficking and child sexual, child sexual. <laughs> Oink, I need your help. <laughs> Are you sober, bro? <laughs> well, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Child sexual exploitation. Tongue twisters everywhere. Seriously, all DV against DV merchandise sold. Any profit made from that. I don't care if it's $5 or $100. 100% of that will go to change unchained between now and December 31st of 2022. <clears throat> That's something that uh, that we are totally against. And we will help fight it if we can and change unchained is a great organization we had um its founder troy on was it last week or the week before the week before i believe okay um and you can find that uh podcast on podbean or wherever podcasts are found except spotify because spotify hates anything over 87 minutes why 87 minutes tell me that do you know how much that bothers me and my fucking ocd for one <laughs> It can't be an even 90. What the even fuck? Even 90. Nope. Nope. 87. Dude. When I seen that, I was like, what? What? You're choking, right? Nope. It's right there. Black and white. And I'm like, whoa now. <laughs> but then you go and listen to some other podcasts on Spotify and they're like 10 hours long. And you're like, cool deal. <laughs> but no, um. That's what's going on with DVDV Radio. Um, I don't know if I should tell you guys about the DV Farm right now. <laughs> I just read it in chat. Um, Google her show if she shows. If she doesn't, now we can explain why. <laughs> dude, what the fuck is wrong, man? 
six six needs guidance 24 7 he literally needs a fucking mother around him <laughs> like yep. how did you fuck up like that like come on <laughs> I don't understand why he even done that. <laughs> uh, it's six. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going down that road. I'm not. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey, Betsy, how's your volume on your microphone? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Oh my God. Yes. Ballin', right? <laughs> Let me tell you what, girlfriend. <laughs> I hate technology. <laughs> when she got that microphone, she was like, she didn't say it was hard, but she was basically like, I'm not going to sit here and figure this out, though. You can do it for me, and I'll go through the motions. <laughs> But I was like, hit me up, you know, hit me up anytime. And then she waits until Saturday to tell me she's testing it out. And I'm like, oh, man, I can't hear her. What's going on? (laughs) Oh, it sounds great, though. No, it sounds great. Because I'd gotten you the the microphone I used to use, which was the headset mic, right? Was that a mm mm-hmm? (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i got you that one and i couldn't explain to her how to set it so that it was close enough to where it would pick her up but far away enough where it wouldn't hear her breathing <laughs> and, and every time she <laughs> you you heard your podcast didn't you <laughs> Yeah, I tried to cover <laughs> yes. it up. Look, I tried to cover it up as much as possible. I think I done pretty damn good considering what I had to work with. No judgment. Judgment <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, it's hot. I loved it. I loved it, Betsy. It was dope to me. Oh, I did. I too. thought it was good. Yeah, Bo. Jeez. <laughs> well, it was hey. funny. It was like, funny, hey. but. When I when I heard it while we were talking, it didn't bother me, right? Because I knew what I knew it was going to happen, so I was okay. Then I go back and I'm I'm messing with it and editing it, doing it for time and everything, trying to keep it as as I didn't take anything out. I just edited, you know, dead air and things that like us stuttering a lot or saying um a hundred fucking million times because I do that to fill time and and things like that. So I edited that down, and while I'm doing it, I. <laughs> Every little bit, you hear Betsy go, (laughs) (laughs) like, shut the fuck up, Bo, and just let's go. Let's go. (laughs) And I I tried to use some noise gates, and that wasn't working because it made, if it wasn't making Betsy sound like a a high-pitched robot. It was making Wardog sound like a low-pitched robot. And I was like, what the hell am I doing wrong? <laughs> and it wasn't that I wasn't doing anything wrong. It was just the fact that her her very loud sighs into the microphone, <laughs> which I've done it too, because I, I had that mic for what, like two years, which it was great, but at the same time, it does pick up a lot of breathing. 
but yeah, I was like, oh my God, people are going to get so bad at this. And then I was like, you know what? It's part of recording podcasts. <laughs> oh, but you sound great tonight. You sound, you sound like Betsy. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, Lord. now we got to do another show yes yes we do do you want to just re-record the entire interview <laughs> <laughs> we can adr well adr we'll just replace everything with, with new updated digital lines <laughs> that's how hollywood does it right <clears throat> okay so that was just a prequel. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> that was a dry run. Yeah. That was a low-budget dry run, you know? You know when you, so the way they do, spo- uh, like, advertisements and stuff, like, if I was going to get uh, a company to record something for us, right? Like, uh, like say I wanted, um, I don't know, Samuel L. Jackson to record something for me, and I, I wanted him to hear how I wanted the pace to be and stuff like that. We would do something similar to that, where it doesn't matter what it sounds like, as long as you can hear what we are saying right now, that's what we want you to say, Samuel L. Jackson. Like, that's how it would be, right? It didn't matter if it's, okay, Samuel L. Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry, I've got the coughs tonight. My throat is like everywhere. It's, It's that time of the year. Get your heads out of the gutter. Don't say a word. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. But Sergeant Wardog asked about sober earlier. And it's going to play into mental health awareness and suicide prevention. And our guest, Objective Zero, we got Chris and Betsy on tonight. How are you two doing? Hey, guys. Doing good. Doing good. It's it's really weird having two Betsy's on. I don't know if that's ever happened before. <laughs> the last time I think we had you guys on with Betsy, I think it was like one of our special shows, like it's like end of the year or something. That's right. I think it's so. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've had everybody together on a show like that. But um <laughs> I want to bring this up with you guys because I want to know if you guys have seen this, you know, in Objective Zero app or if, Chris, you've seen this with any of the soldiers or anything. But um, I've got Crohn's. I think that's pretty well known throughout our throughout our little family here and, and our listeners by now. Um, so Monday, I get a call from my nurse. Love my nurse. She's amazing. And we're talking and she wants to schedule an, uh, uh, an appointment to come up and visit, which is sort of odd because she's a month early, but I didn't pay any attention to it. <laughs> so we're sitting here talking, me and my mom and my nurse, almost all of a sudden, my nurse practitioner speaks up and she's like, your liver counts high. And I'm like, here we go again. It's high. She's going to want to do tests like every two weeks, blah, 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 blah. And for some reason, out of nowhere, while I'm trying to ask what the liver enzyme count is, she goes, are you drinking like that? <laughs> All right. Back it up a little bit. And my nurse practitioner has been with me and my team since 2017, 18, somewhere in there. And I'm like, I've had Crohn's since 
2009 when I was in Iraq, which it was undiagnosed, and I've been diagnosed since the end of 2010. And I've been with the VA since like 12 or 13, 2000, not the age, since 2012 or 13. <laughs> and I'm like, the only thing that would cause my liver count to go up would be medications or the Crohn's that I do, right? And she just keeps on and it, it bothered me. I, I, it, I was trying to ignore it because it's not the first time she's accused me of doing something I'm not supposed to do a few years ago because I had some Pepto-Bismol with the tablets and I let it sit on my tongue before I chewed it like a dumbass. It turned my tongue black a little bit on, on the right side of my tongue. So she lost her mind. Her and the other lady that was here going, why are you doing drugs? What drugs are you doing? And she's screaming at my mom. Why are you letting him have drugs? And then they go behind my back for like two years and test my blood for every drug made on earth, on the street, cocaine, meth, you name it. I didn't know this until we started looking at it. But anyway, so obviously I'm sitting here going, I haven't done anything wrong. What am I doing wrong? I'm second guessing myself now because I'm, that's how my brain works. I, I was grew up around some dumbasses, and ever since then I've second guessed myself. But my point with all of that is the mental health portion of that, the suicidal tendencies of that. Like you're, you're talking to a veteran who's already got enough stressors in his life. Not to mention having to deal with the nurse practitioner who's just horrible at times, right? Um, so my question to Chris and Betsy and, and everybody else here, how would you react? And have you seen that with any soldiers or anybody around you where they're just like, you know what? I'm done. I don't need blah, blah, blah. That That's my breaking point. Because that's something simple in my opinion. Because she wasn't asking me, hey, Bo, have you been drinking? She came at me two or three times during that phone call within a span of two minutes, basically accusing me of drinking, which I'm not. And it's Crohn's. It's it's the medicines. You can look up Crohn's and liver enzyme uh, elevation. It's a part of Crohn's. Would you expect a veteran to not take offense to that or what? Like, it's all over to you guys, Chris, Betsy, and then we'll go to Oink and Wardog and Betsy Ross. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think from both perspectives, it's coming from a very natural place, right? Like, so from the nurse practitioner, it's coming from a place of love and wanting to care for you. Uh, you know, she's concerned. She's, you know, she's perhaps not putting all of the pieces of the puzzle together, you know, and she's perhaps not moving across the lantern and seeing it from your perspective, but, you know, certainly she's coming from a place of love. I'm assuming it's a she, uh, but, you know, yes. wanting to make sure that you're cared for and, you know, but also, you know, there's, there's a whole nother perspective, which is your perspective, right? Which is, mm-hmm. there's a very rational explanation for this. It's obviously uh, the, the Crohn's uh, and, you know, I can only speak from my own experience. So I get really, this sounds ridiculous, but I get some really nasty heartburn at times. And so I'll mm-hmm. take omeprazole. And if you take omeprazole for too long, it'll start yep. to block the vitamin, I think it's vitamin B in your body or your body's ability to process vitamin B. And, uh, I I was just feeling, I don't want to say down, but I was feeling, uh, like lethargic. I had like low energy and I was, I just wasn't feeling at my best. And I went in and talked to the, uh, 
the PA at my aid station. So she did a blood test and she came back and she goes, Oh my God, your, your, your vitamin B levels are in the tank. There's something going on inside your body. Uh, and you know, it, it took probably six months of her doing tests and trying this and trying that before she asked me, are you, you know, what else are you taking? I said, well, I'm taking omeprazole for heartburn. And she's like, Oh my God, <laughs> if you take omeprazole for too long, it'll suppress your, your body's ability to synthesize vitamin B, right. and which, will, which will cause the, the effects that you're having. So I, I think from both perspectives, it's coming from a very natural place. Uh, Betsy, any other thoughts? I mean, we, we hear quite often that service members, veterans, even family members, dependents, you know, struggle. Number one, going to the doctor to begin with to, to get the help. There, there's always that that natural, like, they, they, they can take care of it themselves. And, you know, you go into the, the doctor, the nurse, you go into be seen for whatever, whatever reason, and you want to be, you want to be treated with respect. And I think there's a little bit of like cultural competency between providers, maybe that aren't as experienced working with veterans or for service members or families, um, and don't really under always understand what you're going through and don't always aren't super tactful in the way that they deliver their messaging. So, um, I, I can. I also can see both sides, but it's, it's going to put you off from wanting to go to the doctor the next time because, well, they're assuming that I'm using alcohol when I'm not. They're, you know, like they're focused on the wrong things. But um, we also hear too from the, the medical side of things from the, the doctors and nurses is that when they're asking you if you're drinking, if you're smoking, and you say never or not at all, they're, they're multiplying that by X amount of times. So um, they. People don't aren't always truthful with what they're doing on you know outside of the uh, the doctor's office, so it's really hard for all parties. Yeah, yeah, and, and I get it. I get that, especially if I was someone who done drugs or drinking and they had taught me in the past or something, right? But my thing is, it's not habit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not one of those where I've accidentally slipped up or anything, and that I, th- I think that bothered me the most. Um. And, and I, I've had friends who have straight up quit going to, like, like Betsy said, to not just the VA, but doctors in general, because they won't trust them. They won't believe them. I've got a, another friend, and I think I mentioned her when you guys were on before, DD Fox. She's got Crohn's as, as I do. And hers is, she's had multiple surgeries, even though her, hers is on the same stage as mine. Um, and at one time, her surgeon uh, uh, accused her of doing drugs because the only things that really do anything to her, she's like me, um, is basically dilated ketamine. And there's one more, I think, like an epidural didn't even face her. And they were like, what what drugs are you taking <laughs> that you are so immune to everything else, you know? Um, so I, I understand that to a degree. But, you know, again... Um, it's not her first time accusing me of anything, and and it's not like I'm the recurring um, slipper upper or something like that. Because at one time my liver enzymes were up there forever, and they're like, we're we're gonna find out, you know. And and I found out on my own it was the Crohn's, it was the steroids. Everything goes through your liver, right? <laughs> and they're not putting that in perspective. They they want to jump to the easiest thing. It seems like. Um, from my experience, all doctors want to go to the to the easiest thing that can explain it away. I could be wrong. And again, I get, you know, the 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 caring part and wanting to take care of, of the patient and stuff. But at the same time, I think they need to realize that 
okay, well, if this hasn't happened in God, okay, this is 2022 and I've not had a high liver enzyme. 2018, I think was the last time. And it wasn't really high, but it was enough to where they're like, Hey, new liver enzymes are high. This time I think it was like 168, which is absolutely horrible. But at the same time, it's the first time in four years, three years, something like that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, like, like I said earlier, although it comes from a place of love and caring, right? I think you have to rule out other natural phenomenon before you jump to that, uh, you know, that, that simplest solution, which is, are you drinking again or are you on drugs or what drugs are you taking? Uh, it, it should start from a place of trust. Just like Betsy said, you know, that sometimes there's a lack of cultural competence in the medical community because they just don't work with enough veterans to understand that we've been exposed to some really horrible stuff in our lives, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, whether that's burn pits or that's toxic chemicals, uh, and, you know, not, not to mention some of the things that we've been asked to see or do, you know, I can think of times where as like a Lieutenant, I was at an AT4 range and we shot like 21 AT4s, you know, you know, so there's oftentimes, you know, a perfectly natural, normal, uh, you know, plausible explanation. Like in my case where I was taking omeprazole for, you know, a month, um, you know, so, but but the, the the tendency is to jump to that, like you said, that that simple, easy, you know, explanation, uh, mm-hmm. rather than pause for a moment and say, okay, well, what what else could be going on? So I, I think that you're right. I think and, yours is a normal perspective, right? And I think not just the VA doctors. I think doctors in general need to take that into consideration a lot more, especially if they're dealing with someone who has been an addict mentally, at least, um, because. That, in my opinion, could be the cause for relapse. Okay, you don't believe me? Screw it. Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to start doing it. That's that's how I perceive it because I've seen it happen multiple times. Um, Oink, Wardog, Betsy Ross, what you guys think? <clears throat> no, I think everybody's pretty much nailing it right on the head because, I mean, even when my numbers were coming back kind of crazy, you know, especially when I was dealing with my kidney and I was dealing with the kidney doctor, like, yeah, your kidneys are starting to show signs of, you know, misuse or something. Have you been drinking a lot and this and that? I'm like, no, I've been popping a lot of Advil because at that time, you know, my hips were going out on me. So for there for two years, you know, you're living off a steady diet of, you know, eight to 12, you know, Advil per day minimum just to get through the day. So you can get home and go back, you know, sleep and rest and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, you take anything for so long medication wise, whether it be Tylenol, Advil, whatever, something's going to affect, you know, your liver, your kidney or whatever. But um, like Bo was saying, I think sometimes they just kind of kind of revert to the easiest, quickest, you know, solution or, you know, problem that they've seen is, oh, he's been drinking. No, not really. Kind of hard to drink. I mean, it'd be (laughs) nice if I could drink all day long on the job and and get rid of some of that pit pain that I had. But no, that wasn't the case. But I mean, like you said, I can see it from both perspectives as well. Uh, Because, you know, the uh, hospital docs I had there on base, uh, they didn't care too much. And that's why I kind of switched over to the VA. And my experience right now with the VA has been phenomenal. So, you know, when you get a doc that actually will listen, you know, that can make a a huge difference as well. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys already know how serious I take uh, mental health uh, in the veteran and military communities. Especially, you know, now that I start to uh, say psych ward gang, uh, I have personally, (laughs) (laughs) 
I have personally, uh, after three tours in Iraq as a grunt, as a rifleman, a Marine rifleman, I'm not ashamed anymore, but I was for the last 10 years or so. I'm not ashamed anymore to admit that I needed help and I had to be hospitalized five times in five different uh, psychiatric hospitals for dealing with, you know, suicidal uh, ideations, depression, worthlessness, some guilt about things that happened. Um, So what Objective Zero does, I'm actually a user um, or, you know, a client. Uh, I reach out to a veteran here in Texas that's also a Marine whenever I, you know, feel like I need to speak to another vet or whatnot. But um, I'm very big now on knowing that I need all of my medication. I look at it as my duty, my job now to not be a burden to society by, you know, taking my meds and making sure I'm in check. And uh, it took a while for me to get this mindset and to, you know, to uh, accept who I am now after the war and all. But um, I can't put, you know, any more words to how grateful I am that an organization and an app like uh, Objective Zero exists. And um, as far as, you know, um, the actions, as far as uh, Bo's question, I think we all hit a wall at some point, um, whether, you know, with, with our bodies, with our minds. And um, I, I don't know what I, I feel, you know, we all hit, hit a wall, as I said, and it's hard to, to get over and cross, but, you know, whatever it takes as far as medications, uh, issues with, you know, kidney pains, uh, being accused of, taking illegal substances, that sort of thing. Um, I personally, I don't like that last aspect of it that I mentioned and being, you know, thought, thought of that we are, you know, just druggies or, or, you know, um, whatever bad connotation or example of a veteran that you have Mm -hmm. or that, you know, society has. Um, Yeah. That's pretty much where I stand fellas. I apologize on behalf of Sergeant Wardog and his uh, terminology of user. His his acid tripping days crept in a little bit. We do apologize for that. Ooh, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. I love that. The way you said that, I straight up was like, oh, man, give me some more of that Oz. I need that Oz trip, man. Um, Betsy, what, what you got to say? Well... Well, since I do work in a hospital and I am a veteran and I write the fight series, I my mind kind of goes in 10 different directions mm-hmm. as far as seeing both sides of the story, the perspective. Um, because in one way, yes, not everyone understands everything veterans face and have to be or have to endure every day and trying to feel normal or just trying to live their life the best they can. But unfortunately, in the hospitals, we do have patients that lie. We do have patients who are, we're like, at least the nurses and doctors are trying to get them to admit everything they've taken because mm-hmm. the drugs they're giving them are 
could either interact badly or, you know, they really are just trying to figure out what's going on. And uh, so I, I can kind of see it being just a misunderstanding, obviously. Um, maybe they were having a bad day and they just kind of took it out that way. Because oh, as a nurse, if that's days. what you do, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> well, <laughs> geez. I'm sure he didn't mean you. Uh, no, 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 seriously, she does, man. Like, we've, we've basically went at it before. Like, anyway, back to Betsy. Sorry, Betsy. Jeez. <laughs> no, I... I'm I'm kind of open-minded as far as I'm not on anyone's side because I can justify it either way. But if I was the patient, I would definitely feel definitely offended if you're going to come at me instead of asking me mm-hmm. professionally. Yeah. And, and I do agree. But, I think it does obviously depend on the environment, whether it's a hospital or, or something like that. And I think it depends on if you're a recurring patient. And I think it depends on if something like that is recurring um, and there's no explanation other than your medical condition. But if it keeps going on, obviously something's wrong other than that and and stuff like that. Um, uh, Chris brought up a really good point with, with, you know, things that were around that they don't understand or they don't know of. When I first got hospital or no, it was the second time I got hospitalized and I was in the hospital. um, I had a, he was a really awesome doctor and he was trying to understand, you know, my background and stuff like that. And they had done a x-ray, I believe it was. And he was like, you've got some scarring on your lungs. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you've got some scarring on your lungs. It can come from, um, uh, a deficiency of this, that, or the other and stuff like that. And he said, it can also happen when they underdevelop as a child. And I was like, well, nobody else has ever said anything. He's like, have you had a lot of tests? I was like, over the years? Yeah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> he, he was he was like, hmm, somebody should have said something. And I was like, could burn pits have anything to do with it? And it literally looked like a light bulb went off in his head because his eyes widened and he did that aha thing. He said, you were near burn pits? I said, yeah. He's like, how, how long? I said, eight times a week for 10 months and his face sort of went white (laughs) like a ghost, you know? And he said that 99% probability is the problem. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, I've talked to a lot of veterans and most of them have scarring on the lungs recently. And he said, I haven't heard about the burn pits, them being around burn pits, but now it's all coming together. And that was in, 2011 yeah 2011 so I got my first glimpse of how bad burden pits could be then um, little did I know that we would be dealing with a veteran who was on the brink of death and and, and all that I think oink you remember that right oh yeah so yeah um, anyway yeah it, it, I think again it has to do with perspective and uh, environment and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the way she came at me, man, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a good thing. I, it was early morning and I didn't want to deal and I was eating breakfast because I, 
Let me take you up on one of the things. About to jump through that phone. Uh, <laughs> okay. So this month is Mental Health uh, Awareness Month and Suicide Prevention Month. And I believe today, Betsy Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, is Suicide Prevention Day. It is World Suicide Prevention Day. So people across the world uh, are really focusing on suicide prevention efforts and, and sharing that message that there is hope, there is help. And, you know, like Wardog was talking about, you know, being able to be honest about, you know, what you're dealing with, sharing your stories, you know, like, like Betsy's doing and, and Bo, you as well. Um, taking the time to share, you know, what you're going through that, you know, it, it's okay not to be okay. And that, you know, there's, there's a community of people around that is there willing to listen and, and be there for you. Definitely. And it's, I am shocked that it just happened to fall on that day to have you guys on. Um, like we said in pre-show, <laughs> me and Oink have been trying to figure out the best time to get you guys on over the past few months and sort of good that we didn't get you during your mini moves and all the stuff that you guys go, got going on. Um, first off, for those that don't know, would you guys like to explain Objective Zero really quick and then how we all know each other? So I will just share a little bit about, about Objective Zero. Uh, we are a tech nonprofit that's connecting, connecting the military and veteran community, and that's service members, veterans, their families, and caregivers to a global network of peer support through text, voice, and video chat, and also getting people connected to mental health and wellness resources um, just to, to kind of help them go through whatever they're going through. The Objective Zero app is free to download, free to use, and available on Apple Play, uh, the Google Play Store, and through our website. You don't even have to download the app. You can just get to a computer and or a tablet and log on and get connected immediately. And we actually got connected to you guys actually about six years ago. The, the idea for Objective Zero started eight years ago when I had a six-hour-long phone call with a friend and former comrade, a veteran who was struggling with his transition out of the military. I connected with him over the phone on a six hour long phone call, asked him directly if he was thinking of hurting himself. Uh, and, you know, we just talked for six hours and there was no judgment. It, it, I wasn't trying to solve his problems. Uh, I was just trying to listen without judgment and just be there for a friend. And at the end of the call, uh, I asked him again if he was thinking of hurting himself. And he said he felt so much better. And it dawned on me that what he was experiencing was normal, that many other veterans and service members are feeling the exact same the exact same way. And, you know, all they really need is a peer to help them. We don't always need, you know, a professional or a counselor. And so what I wanted to do was replicate that call at scale. So I worked for about two years doing research uh, while, while in my grad school program, trying to figure out what it was I could do. And after I graduated, I, you know, I and a group of my, my classmates and friends worked together to create Objective Zero. We actually started with a Kickstarter campaign to you know, crowdfund uh, the initial seed money for the nonprofit. And it, honestly, it was tough. We'd hit a plateau and it did not look like we were about to be successful with that, that crowdfunding campaign. And then we were connected to you guys. You brought us on the show. And I mean, I think it was within about a week or so, all of a sudden we'd, we'd actually you know, hit our goal. We'd reached all of our seed money that we needed. And, you know, 
six years later, here we are. And, you know, Objective Zero is doing absolutely fantastic. But, you know, Betsy can actually talk in detail about how many people we're serving, how many people we've helped, et cetera. So we've had over well over 20,000 downloads. We have over 2,500 people in 50 states, and I think we're at 28 countries across the globe. So wherever service members and veterans and their families are, we actually have people in those locations willing to, to volunteer and be that listening ear. So app is being used every day. Um, I'm so glad that we're able to provide support every single day when, when someone needs it. So we, we certainly would not be where we are today without the DB radio and, and DB crew. Um, we're absolutely grateful for the support and the, and the continued support. I, I, I gotta say when that day, when we had that conversation before I got to talk to the Navy six and we had you on the show and all, um, as, as soon as I heard what Oz was going to be, I was like, yes, in my head, I was like, yep. Wheels are turning. I know I, we gotta have we we gotta do something. <laughs> and I hit up DD six, and I think it was Skype. We were having a Skype call, and I was like, "Look, objective zero. And I just basically in the short sentence that I could, and he went, "Yes." I didn't even have to finish it, and I was like, "All right." And I am so happy that you guys got the funding that you got started up because. I said it then when you first was on the show. And I think you, even in our initial um, talks before we had you on that first show was this is something that's needed to be done for years, not just as an app, but as a uh, tool for veterans, whether it was in the military, out of the military, through the VA, through the civilian world, whatever. And it happened. It's, it's real. It's one of the few things that we've said needs to happen that has actually fucking happened. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. And to be a part of Oz history, to be a part of that molding itself and creating what it's created and to do what it's done is it's beyond proudness and, and, and an honor and, and all the, the words you can use to describe that feeling. And you, you guys think us, but thank you seriously without that phone call that day with that Chris had and without the, the, the wherewithal to go, Hey, soldiers need this. Veterans need this. Probably one of the few officers uh, that was like, Hey, I need to help my soldiers. Right. I mean, seriously. So thank you. You guys think us? No, thank you. Seriously. Well, we really appreciate that. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's the military community and veteran community taking care of one another. And that, that's what it's all about. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we, we, we think strongly that if, if, if we hadn't done it, if Betsy and I hadn't done it, someone else would have come along. Someone else would have done it. And we just happened to be at the right place at the right time with the right people surrounding us. It certainly wasn't, wasn't me. It wasn't Betsy. It wasn't uh DB radio. It wasn't the, you know, any, any one person with all of us working together uh, mm -hmm. that accomplished it. Oh, 100%. And I'm so glad that it happened then because we don't have that 2 million follower page anymore because Facebook hates us. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I, it, it's like uh, me and Betsy's talked and I've said here on, on the show before, you know, it, it, I'm sure you got to that wall where you're like, you know what, let's, let's just quit and, and we'll come back to it at a later date. But I always say, if not now, then when, if not you, then here, because 
you said it would happen, but how many years from that day would it have taken for somebody else to come up with the idea and to create something similar? Could it have been way too far down the road, 20, 30 years from now? Like, who knows? But I'm, I'm so grateful that it's there. It, it's great. Um, we were talking in the pre-show, and I know you guys are wanting to talk about these updates, but you mentioned some number, some numbers, some numbers, Betsy. And I know um, there are going to be, for lack of a better term, assholes out there who are going to say, well, that's not me. There's more veterans than that. What do you say to that? And how does that reflect the number of veterans that are actually out there and, and wanting and looking for something similar to Objective Zero? Great question. I, I think we're at, I think there's about 18 million veterans in the United States. There's 2 million active duty service members. There's, I think, another 3 million uh, active duty dependents and veterans and, and caregivers. I mean, there's just so many people connected to this problem. And I think one of the things that we've learned with Objective Zero is there was, there is no one size fits all solution. Mm-hmm. So what works for you is not going to work for the next person. And so that's, I think, really why it's important for us to be connected with so many other organizations and resources out there, because we've learned that the Objective Zero app is not the right resource for everyone. Someone that doesn't um, do well with cell phones or technology. I mean, we have Vietnam veteran era veterans on there that are using the app quite frequently. They, they love it. Uh, we have some that maybe don't have great internet connectivity. And so the app just doesn't work because they don't have stable internet. And so um, I think it's important that we have a variety of resources. There are a number of peer support resources out there um, doing similar things to what we're doing. I think there's a couple of other apps that have popped up. Um, and for us, it's not a competition. It is okay. Well, it may not work for us, you know, Objective Zero may not be the app for you or the resource, but we will certainly help you get connected to another resource that we think that could be beneficial for you. That I like that, that. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I think I, I respect the most is that we're not in competition with anybody. We're not here to say, ooh, ooh, look at me. You know what I'm saying? That that was the biggest thing. Uh, I have a question uh, from Miss Fester, actually. And, I mean, we're talking veterans right now. Is there do, or do you even know of an app like uh, Objective Zero for first responders? Or do you think that's something that uh, that we could probably look forward to seeing down the road here shortly? Because obviously with the first responder crowd, they deal with the same kind of PTSD and, and, and issues that some of our, uh, you know, war fighters deal with. Well, that's what, what a great question. So the, the short answer is uh, we don't know for certain if there's anything kind of identical to Objective Zero out there, but we, we actually have a white labeling program with Objective Zero. We're just looking for the right partner uh, to, to, to take our technology and replicate it for those other communities at risk. So right now, actually, we, we've already white labeled the app and we're using it to help the rural South Dakota Native American youth population, which has really high rates of suicide. And, and when I say white label, basically, you know, if I break it down, what I mean is you take the, the app, you copy it, you eliminate all of the military specific jargon and imagery, and then you put in, you know, kind of culturally appropriate and relevant content and such, and then you make it available to a different community. Uh, we've been approached by a few folks uh, about the, the first responder and law enforcement community, and you know, we contemplated it. And certainly there's some, some crossover, right? Some veterans are actually in the first responder or law enforcement community. They kind of, they fit both. Yeah. But we wanted to stay focused on our core mission, which was the military and veteran community. Um, and we're, we're completely open to white labeling it to 
the, the first responder or law enforcement community. We're just looking for the right partner to, to do that. Um, because you're absolutely right. There are very, it's not the same, but it's very similar. What, what these communities are going through. Yeah. Especially when you, when you start, like you said, talking about jargon and, and the different acronyms, because we all know a difference from branch to branch, let alone from service to, you know, civilian world. So yeah, that's, that was one of the questions we had there in chat. And the other thing is, you know, not be dark and, and dealing with numbers again, but you know, they say 22 a day and that was, you know, studies and stuff done pre COVID. And you know, that number is even questionable. But post-COVID, with, with the lockdowns and stuff like that, do you, do you feel, on, on just on a personal level, that those numbers are even higher now versus what they were uh, when that study was actually done? Actually, it's much, well, not significantly lower, but it is lower. Right now, um, the, the latest VA numbers that have come out show, on average, it's about 17 veterans that die by suicide every day. And we do have um, a, an increase with active duty uh, suicides, unfortunately. But the number is trending downwards, and it actually looks like uh, for this past year, it was trending downwards for the veteran community as well. So I think that's a, it's a great sign that, that numbers are, are going down. I think that the, the major issue right now is that there is a significant lack of mental health care providers and mental health support uh, available globally. Um, it's not just a, within the veteran and military community. It's, it's an issue that we're seeing across the board. People just can't get seen. So I, I don't know if those numbers are going to change or not, but um, definitely a concern for, for us in this space. And what's really interesting too, if I can jump in is, you know, back to kind of to your original question, which was sort of around like the impact of COVID, what we didn't realize and what, what we saw through the data was um, based on whatever the global event is, there is a change in demographics. Who's using the objective zero app. Who's at greater risk uh, of self-harm or that downward spiral into depression and self-harm. So, for example, when uh, when in the height of the COVID lockdowns, we saw a, a significant shift in our user base and the demographics of who was using the Objective Zero app. And then we saw notable shifts when other global events happened. So, for example, when um, the United States uh, left Afghanistan, once again, we saw a remarkable shift in the demographics of usage, who was using the app on a day-to-day basis and what kind of support they were reaching out for. And that, that actually kind of changed how we thought about the Objective Zero app. You know, we, we have to, I don't want to say be predictive, but we have to be prepared for, you know, kind of the unpredictable events that happen in the world that impact people on a very local level. Yeah, and I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer with the stats, but I know there's somebody out there that's going to say, how reliable are those VA statistics of the recent where it's saying about 17 a day? Yeah, I think so. The, the original study, that's a great question, right? <laughs> the original study that came out that was, in, I want to say 2015 uh, or 2016 when that first study was published. Yeah, because I think know, we it, talked yeah. about how it wasn't every veteran because every veteran's not in the system. Right. And we don't always know about the homeless population and, and things of that nature. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. If you go back to that very original study that said 22 a day, the authors of that study were, were they were actually transparent in their opening paragraphs. They said, Hey, look, this study is limited and we're using it as kind of a, a baseline for us to do further research. But the initial findings are pretty terrifying. And the initial findings were that on average about 22 veterans we're dying by suicide every day, mm-hmm. but it was limited, right? It didn't look at every state. It didn't capture every veteran. 
Uh, it was limited in the number of years and went back. It wasn't as longitudinal as it needed to be. And over the years, the VA has actually gone back and has done remarkable work on that original study. The most recent one, uh, I would say, is incredibly accurate. They've gone back, I want to say, uh, I think back to the 1970s. They've incorporated data from the CDC uh, and the Department of Health and Human Services, you know, they've, been, they've incorporated so much more data. And I think with any study, you know, there's going to be a degree of inaccuracy. Mm-hmm. But I actually think that the, the most recent study is pretty close. In fact, after the first study, the VA went back and did another study much, much deeper. And it, it largely confirmed the original study, which was uh, you know, this, the second study came back and said that on average, it was about 20 veterans dying by suicide and one active duty service member dying by suicide every day, which was 21. Uh, and, you know, the number is going to fluctuate every year based on what's going on in the world, uh, what's impacting the veteran and military community. So that, that number is going to go up and down. And, you know, it's really interesting about that. If we look at the, the active duty statistics, uh, the rate of suicide in the military and in the active duty uh, presently is, is above that of the civilian population, right? So by that, I mean, you know, military and veterans are at higher risk than civilians dying by suicide, but it wasn't always that way. Uh, before 2000, in fact, rates of suicide in the military community were actually lower than that of our civilian peers. And so it, what, it, what that shows us and what that tells us is that, you know, somewhere around the year 2000, something started to change with our military and veteran community. Uh, but again, like Betsy had mentioned, the numbers do appear to be trending down on the whole, even though they're currently slightly on the rise for active duty. Um, is there anywhere that someone that's listening that maybe is doing, I don't know, articles or statistical data reports or just somebody in general like us at DV Radio could actually see those numbers uh, that's updated or anything like that? Do you have like resources for that that people can actually go and, and look at? Um, so we have them on the Objective Zero website. I know the VA uh, specific one is listed on our website um, in some of our um, evaluation research. Okay. Um, and then the Defense Suicide Prevention Office also um, does re- releases a quarterly update um, showing um, it's it's about three months behind. The VA one is typically anywhere between a year plus more. So right. um, I think that's one of the hard things as well is the data isn't always current. So by the yeah. time we get the data, it's already old. It's not, it's not as helpful as if we, we had it from last month, for example. So um, yeah, so VA, DOD, both published data of the VA on a yearly basis, uh, DOD on a quarterly basis. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize that is that data is basically like technology, right? As soon as it comes out, it's already a year or two old. And, and so the, the new statistical data is already being tested and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, we do have another question in chat from DV uh, Frosty. Uh, do you have any direct reach out to uh, active duty chaplains or similar uh, that know about Objective Zero? He's talked uh, to people up there uh, and Jaber and they act like they've never heard of you guys before. It's kind of hit or miss. We've had some really great connections with the chaplain corps up in Alaska. We were able to actually brief all of the chaplains up there, um, but it's it's really been hit or miss. Um, we've reached out to, to DOD. We've tried working with them 
um, to, to let them know that we are a resource for active duty service members. And it just, we haven't been as successful as we have uh, with the VA. So we're going to keep plugging away, reaching out to military installations, letting us, letting them know that Objective Zero is a resource. We actually um, share um, the chaplain corps as a resource for active duty service members that are reluctant to seek care um, on the installation or through the military health care service so that they are getting help locally um, through the chaplain. What's interesting about that, too, is it, I want to say it was June of 2020. We were actually scheduled to go up to Alaska. Um, and, and then that got shut down, obviously, yep. for COVID. But we were actually scheduled to go up there uh, in June of 2020 for a, kind of a suicide prevention conference that they were having at J-Bear. Uh, and then it got canceled. Yeah, and I, and I can just, you know, piggyback off of what Frosty asked there in chat because I work on the same installation up here at J-Bear. And even when we have our, you know, annual sexual assault re- you know, prevention and all these other, you know, things, you, you guys are never mentioned. And we're like, you know, hey, this is a great resource right here for our veterans, whether it happened in the past, you know, present, it's going on now, whatever the case may be. And, you know, you talk to some of the instructors and they just kind of look at you with that blank stare of like, what are you talking about? So I break up the phone, you know, open up the app and then, you know, they only have a few minutes to look at it anyway, but you know, they're, they're quite impressed, but it's just kind of like Frosty was saying, you know, it's, it's definitely a great tool. We wish it was, you know, talked about more, especially up here on this space because of, uh, you know, just the uniqueness of Alaska in itself with the the darkness, you know, for six months out of the year and the, you know, so-called happy lights that we, you know, a lot of folks have to get just to, to maintain their, you know, normalcy, if that's what you want to call it of, you know, life. So the, the, as much as we can, we're definitely spreading the word, you know, as much as we can to our commanders, first sergeants and everything else. So we'll, we'll continue to do so as well. Absolutely. And we've noticed that there's been an increase in our community members. We, we don't use the, the word user um, either. It's such a that, that negative term. So we've had to be a little bit creative. So um, those that use the Objective Zero app are our community members. But we, there are a lot of people in Alaska that are using it. So you you have been doing an amazing job getting the word out because people are using it and there's a lot of volunteers up there as well. Do you guys have any thoughts on why you think um, any installations or chaplains are not wanting or reluctant to use Objective Zero? Part of it is that it's not a DOD approved resource. They're, they're very, I think in my experience anyway, it, unless you have that approval, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, they're, they're very hesitant to share it as a resource. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts. No, I mean, I think that that's, that's absolutely true. Right. And, and it's understandable too, because yeah. the DOD and, and commanders, you know, they don't want to underwrite the risk of what might happen if, if they recommended it. And, you know, it's totally understandable. I, I, I certainly don't have any ill feelings towards the DOD for, you know, for, for not promoting it. Uh, it's totally fine. It, it, that was never really the original intent, right? Which was, this is about veterans and military community helping each other out. So I think it'll just take time for us to kind of, you know, penetrate and permeate throughout the, the, the military and veteran community and become a, a wide, widespread, well-known resource. Um, you know, but something that a lot of folks don't realize there's 40,000 nonprofits uh, you yeah. know, in the United States. So, you know, we're just one of, of, you know, a large number of resources out there. Um, you mentioned the DOD. Do you know why they basically are turning a blind eye to Objective Zero and sort of don't have time to look into it? 
I think we all have our own thoughts, but <laughs> you know, we, we we've actually you know discussed it with the DoD and uh, you know the, the DoD suicide prevention office. You know, they, I think they're very well aware of us. Uh, but you know, I think again, it just goes back to um, you know the DoD didn't create the app. It, this is something that you know one of their own created. It's something that we've been doing in, in our off-duty time, uh, in my off-duty time. And, you know, they, they certainly don't need to endorse us. It, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that this was never intended to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for us, you know, what we've seen specifically on the active duty side is, you know, that, that stigma is very real. I think it's starting, it's starting to change. I think more people are will be willing to open up and, and get support. But there are a number of service members out there that are afraid to call military one source. They're afraid to go into behavioral health, to mental health. Um, to get that support because of the the repercussions, whether it's on their career, whether it's, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and so for us having objective zero as a resource for those that may not get help elsewhere is I think one of, one of the benefits to what we're doing. Um, so it, it's just a matter of getting, getting the reach out there and, and letting folks know that we are a resource available to them. Yeah. And I feel like, Something like this is similar to a foreign family moving to another country. It takes about three generations for that family to completely lose um, the influence or the accents from their original country. And I feel like something like Objective Zero, especially in the military world or dealing with mental health, um, is sort of the same, right? Like, it, it's a big change. It's something that nobody's used to. Uh, it's, it's, it, it's, it's going to take time. It, it really is. Um, you guys have a lot of stuff that's changed from what I understand. Do you guys want to talk about what's changed and what's changing and updates and all that good stuff? Cause it's been a minute since we last had you guys on. <laughs> Over the last couple of years, we've really been focusing on understanding how, the military and veteran community are using and leveraging the objective zero app, what we're doing, right. What we can do better and really gaining that feedback from both our community members and our volunteers. And we have just gotten such phenomenal feedback. And so we're really taking that feedback and implementing it to create version 2.0 of the objective zero app. And we've really been working on it kind of piece by piece over the last, uh, about a year or so, um, and it will continue throughout um, towards the end of the year. And so um, in addition to what you already are able to access on the app, the peer support, the resources, we're building in some additional tools, training, and resources uh, just to help your overall wellness. Uh, We've learned that, you know, not everyone needs that peer support, but they want a way to use Objective Zero on a day-to-day basis. So we're building in a symptom tracker, a mood journal, and it really allows anyone, both the community member side or the volunteer, to kind of track what's going on on their day-to-day lives. Bo, you you talk about Crohn's, and, you know, I'm sure that there are a lot of different symptoms and um, you've had some really good days, you've had some really bad days and you can, you'll be able to journal that in and, and notate what you're going through on a day-to-day basis. So the next time you talk to that, that evil nurse, <laughs> um, you can be like, this is what I've been experiencing. Um, but 
and, and then also just your general mood, you know, you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. And then, you know, being able to track that and, and see over time. Um, and, and we'll also be able to see how our users, our community members are improving over time as well. Um, in addition, we're creating even more filter options so that we can better connect uh, veterans and, and the military and veteran community to one another. Um, I'll pass over to Chris. One of the things that I'm most excited about is uh, based on that feedback that we received from our, our uh, community members and volunteers is that they actually wanted even more training. So we've been working with Psych Armor over the last year to develop and launch even more training, suicide prevention training. And uh, we're actually really glad that probably by the end of this year, we expect that we'll be able to launch that training within uh, our app as well. So just, uh, you know, taking the feedback from those that have, have been using the app has been really helpful for us. And um, we're continuing to just kind of monitor how, how people are, are using it. Um, we're, I think, um, through some of our evaluation, one of the biggest things that we've learned is that those that have taken our training, which is over 2,500 people, are not just using that training within the app. They're actually taking that into their communities. So um, they're recognizing that, their loved ones, their friends, their coworkers, and even complete strangers are in crisis or heading that way. And so our impact is not just within the app. It is in communities all over America and even, even the globe. So, um, you know, we, we encourage those that maybe even if they don't want to use uh, the app to volunteer, to help people take the training because it's actually been saving lives outside of the app, which is one, one of those huge surprises that we weren't expecting. Yeah. A couple of things. First thing I, I remember when you guys first told us you, you started going outside of America and it was just, we were all just like, what? That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Like that was a huge leap. I think for you guys and a huge takeaway for us that this is actually going somewhere. It's actually doing what it's meant to do. Um, secondly, psych armor. I know it's a nonprofit and it's helped the military community for quite a few years. Do you want to tell everybody what that's about? Cause I had no clue you guys were working with psych armor. That's awesome. Psych armor Institute provides just a host of training and it, it's really for anyone that has any type of connection to the military or veteran community. Um, they offer like the, that kind of baseline training for us at operation save. It's also provided by the VA. They have, experts in the field from Dr. Craig Bryan to um, their chief clinical officer, Dr. Heidi Kraft, um, just talking about and helping people understand what issues veterans are going through. Um, and there's actually courses for medical professionals to take to be better, uh, so they can better understand the those that are in the military and veteran community, teachers that are working with military and veteran dependents. And there is just anyone that has a connection to the military or veteran community can take these courses. They're free. Um, you can take our courses through um, the Objective Zero portal, which you can find on our website. And that that training that we're working on right now is specifically for Objective Zero volunteers. And um, we are we are absolutely thrilled to be ha- we're we're able to provide even more training in the specific. Uh, topics and concerns that our volunteers had. So we're able to address that uh, in a way that we, we weren't expecting to. So yeah, we absolutely love psych armor. 
Yeah, I've heard great things about them. I know they've worked with, uh, like Cigna and, um, uh, Google and a huge plethora of other name brand companies for things like that, that you just named off and even more that probably I don't know about, or you guys don't know about, cause they are in depth. They, they have a lot of resources and, and educational tools and training and things of that nature. Um, as far as the app itself, what are you hoping to implement with this new version? I know you, you, you named off a few things. What's, What's something that you've been wanting to do from the get-go that you never had in this first version that's coming out in 2.0 that you're that you think's going to change it for the better? One of the things that we've learned is that some of the people that have downloaded the app maybe just use it once and then they they forget about it or they got what they needed and they never use it again. And so finding ways to keep people engaged and working on their wellness um, on, an, on a day-to-day basis, I think is one of, uh, I think the benis- biggest benefits for coming out with version 2.0 with these new tools. Um, it's going to keep people, you know, create those habits and maintain those habits. And, you know, on those bad days, they're going to be in the app and, you know, we're going to be able to eventually prompt. So if you're having a bad day, um, we're actually going to be sending resources to you should you opt into those. And so I think being able to, I think one of the ideas we always had is like, what if you, and what if the app could tell you that you were kind of heading down that crisis or um, that things were not going well without you even before you even realize it. And so we're kind of hitting, getting on that track of being more preemptive in providing resources to anyone that's uh, on the objective zero app. Yeah. I I would add to that and just say that, you know, I'll, I'll say something pretty apparent and obvious, but you know, when we, when we think about it in other terms, if we want to get more physically fit, we have to be consistent with our physical fitness routine and our physical fitness regimen. If somebody is maybe dealing with addiction, they need to be consistent with their recovery. And the same concept applies, right? Which is, you know, consistency is key in, in getting better and getting help. Uh, and it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether that's, you know, you're saving for your, you know, your future for personal finance reasons, you're trying to deal with addiction and recovery, physical fitness, same thing holds true with the Objective Zero app. And so what we're trying to do is build in tools to help make it a, a good, positive habit that people do on a consistent basis. So with that being said, I know people are going to hear that and think um, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all that type of retention. And I know that's not the case, but could you explain what you mean by keeping people, you know, using the app as far as that's, that's concerned. Cause I, you guys know, just, just as much as I do, veterans don't want to stay in the app no longer than they have to, um, especially our generations and, and, and whatnot. But could you, to, to ease the minds of the people as it were. <laughs> yeah, no. So for example, you know, Betsy had mentioned the the symptom tracker or mood tracker. This could be something as simple as 10 seconds a day where someone logs into the app. They, they mark how they're doing, how they're feeling, if they're experiencing any new symptoms or perhaps a symptom has abated. So this could be something that takes 10 or 15 seconds. But, you know, I, I want to say it was Aristotle, maybe it was Socrates who said, we are what we do repeatedly. Excellence, therefore, is a habit, not an act. 
right? So if, if it's something that we do one time, if we go out and we do one workout and we don't work out again for six weeks, we, we can't expect to get better. Right. And so with the Objective Zero app, what we want to do is create positive habits, even if it's only 10 or 15 seconds a day, because we won't see our progress over time if we don't do something consistently. And so we're, we're not trying to like drag people into the app for four <laughs> hours a day. We're not using any kind of like predictive analytics. We're not, there's, there's zero advertising in it. So it's not like they're, you know, we're going to pull them in and like shove, I don't know, some kind of advertisement in their face. Uh, we're not listening to the, like, we're not selling data. We're not yeah. collecting that data to sell. Yeah. So, um, right. it's, personal. It's, it's keeping that data for them. It's, it's for that individual's own knowledge. Their own like, so that they can see what they're experiencing, what they're going through and kind of, and kind of the history as well. Um, a lot of people do that journaling, you know, in an actual book, some people just don't have the time. And so we're trying to create tools that are easily accessible and are, are rooted in evidence based like journaling, um, and, and tracking symptoms are actually evidence-based. There's tons of research on it and they provide a lot of really great benefits for someone's well-being and health. And so we're just trying to get those tools in front of people that they can use. They can, they can use them. They can take them. They can leave them. Um, yeah, that's so. the important part, right? Which is it's a tool that's available for their use should they choose to use it. They don't have to, right? Like everything that's in the Objective Zero app as it exists right now will still be there. We're just offering additional tools that they can use if they choose to. Right. And I'm glad you mentioned everything you did because I know people that uh, use apps automatically think, oh, they've got to be making money off of me because I'm using it two or three hours a day. That is not the case with Objective Zero. Um, no. Objective not. Zero. <laughs> yeah. No. Like you don't get money from uh, users just like we don't get money from listeners. Like it's the exact yeah, same. Right. Um, and, and I love that you mentioned, you know, you don't use their data. You don't sell their data. You don't want their data. Thank you. I wanted to put that in, in the minds of everybody because I know a lot of people uh, that I've talked to, when they've heard us talk about it, they don't listen to everything that we've talked about. And that's one of the big talking points I think people are missing out on um, because they, they don't want another app. Um, and as far as the desktop portion is concerned, what's going to change on there? What's going to keep people there and, and use it? Is it the same stuff? Exact same things that are on the mobile app. The The web app is something that we learned is not all veterans have access to a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have or not reliable mobile internet connectivity. And so uh, for, for some, the, the mobile or me, the web app is actually just much more user friendly. You can use your, your mouse, your, your um, keyboard, your keyboard. It, it's much more. And you don't have to download anything. You just go to our website and you log in. It's it's super easy. It's just removing one more barrier because with our our mobile apps, you have to you have to download the app before you can get access. So it's just one easy way to get connected immediately. And those tools will also be available on the web app as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those veterans that does not have a, a smartphone. Oh, no, not yep, no. Um, <laughs> and I live in a black hole. So there you go. I have the best of both worlds. <laughs> um, Sergeant Wardog, you said you use Objective Zero. You're a part of the Oz community. What have you taken away from Objective Zero and what got you to, to use it? Obviously, you, you needed to reach out and, and things of that nature, but what initially got you to go to it and, and stay with Objective Zero? Uh, DV Oink. Oh, 
Oink reps Objective Zero hard. And, uh, Every show, last three, Yeah, over these last, uh, you know, three years or so that I've been a part of the uh, DV radio crew, it, it was his, uh, you know, constant um, representation of the group and of the app. And then once I found out that the, uh, the app, existed i i initially was thinking like maybe i could be an ambassador until i owned up to the fact that no i'm still a patient i'm still in the patient mode <laughs> so i got you i can i appreciate more of um the fact that i can reach out to ambassadors you know everywhere i mean i moved from well when i when i lived in florida i could reach out to uh to veterans there and now that i've moved to texas i found um an ambassador that's also uh, an infantry marine just like just like me and we just click and you know anything that i need to get off my chest he gets it and i have to uh i have to thank this app for it um i also wanted to add though i have several uh infantry marine brothers with multiple you know deployments that um have committed suicide and i have a few that are serving life sentences for murder um i wish they had this resource Mm -hmm. the objective resource app you know during the times when they were going through the things they were going through i really wish they had the ability to you know, reach out just from their phones, you know, for, for any kind of, for someone to listen to, for someone that's been there. Um, like I said, it's a resource that I still lean on, you know, to this day. What about the ambassador side? Have you, what, what are your takeaways with ambassadors? Uh, well, it's kind of like I was saying, I was looking at it as, you know, um, I really wanted to help. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to be a part of the helping effort that uh, Objective Zero offers until, you know, I'm really big on owning up to my own situation and my own, you know, conditions post-war. And um, like I said, I, I appreciate the fact that there are veterans around the world that will reach out to you, that are, that are ambassadors, that, are, you know, have taken that step and, you know, have uh, acknowledged that they too want to help because they understand. And, um, well, how is the interaction? That's what I meant to say. Sorry. I'm sorry. How was what part? Like the inner interaction with ambassadors and things of that nature. That's what I meant to say. Oh man. It's, it's, it's great. Um, you know, you can use your GPS on your phone to figure out which ambassador is near you. Um, you know, you go through great intros, you can see their background and branch and whatnot. So, you know, who you're speaking to and whatnot. Um, it's been phenomenal for me. It's like, like I said, being able to reach out to a fellow, uh, infantry Marine here in Texas has been my go-to. It has been, you know, it's, it's my chance to, to open up the same way we do here on this show, but maybe, you know, a little more gruesome in terms of things we saw or done. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's phenomenal. The, the the interaction is is something that I need. It's therapeutic. I, I love that. I'm, I'm glad that mine and Oink's consistency paid off. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> ser- seriously, we, we've always wondered if people, because of D.D. Fox's uh, 
uh, vocalization of Objective Zero and Oink's vocalization of Objective Zero, if people have actually used it because of that, or if we've just mentioned it in passing, they're like, hmm, I wonder what that is. Um, but I do know some of the people that listen to DV Radio and, and um, friends of mine and family members uh, uh, throughout DV's uh, uh, volunteers, I, I know quite a few are using it today and, and I'm, I'm so glad to hear that, that we've actually gotten, you know what? Objective zero is another thing like, that people have turned to. <laughs> we make this. Well, you know, and, and the thing is, you know, you hear stories like that and that's the reason why we, we talk about it, you know, and mm-hmm. like uh, Betsy and Chris both mentioned, you know, now we got the kind of an uptick in the active duty side. And even though I'm a civ- supposedly, you know, civil service employee working on base as a, a veteran, I'm, I'm going to continue to preach the app, you know, yeah. to our active duty folks because of that reason there, you know, just because they're still wearing uniform doesn't mean that they don't need help. And that, mm-hmm. you know, there's not somebody out there that, that's willing to listen. There's tons of people out there willing to listen. And like War Dog said, you can find that ambassador that, you know, fits your, you know, the same sex as you are, or, you know, has the same MOS or is in the same area of the, of the world that you're in. Or, you know, like I said, even if you're, like me from, you know, BFE, Illinois, and you want to talk to somebody back there in the corn sticks of Illinois that can speak that language, if you know what I'm saying, <laughs> you could, there's an ambassador in Illinois that will sit there and talk to you, you know, yeah. and that's and that's a great part of the app. I love it. Look, man, when, when I'm around my Southern folk, I talk Southern, all right? I, <laughs> I don't enunciate. I don't use proper grammar. Like, let me tell you what, off of DB radio, uh, ain't happening. Um, <laughs> if it's a professional setting, yep. Hello, sir. How are you today? Um, <laughs> hey, boy, what's going on? <laughs> well, with us, we get the natural North Carolina swag. That's it. That is it. That is it. Um. Betsy Ross, are you there? I am. She's like, oh God, he called on me. What is he going to ask now, this idiot? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Have you used Objective Zero or have you gotten anybody to use it? I think I got, I used it a few years back. I wish I had it when I first got out of the army, but I did try it, but I did it. I remember what I do remember of it was I was on my laptop and I tried to use it, but for me, it didn't work out. It, I didn't like it. It made, it gave me anxiety because of all the questions that were being asked. And they were like forums or something. Like if you wanted to reach out to someone with the same OS, MOS or whatnot, it, it like threw me off because they kept asking certain questions. And I don't know, I, I didn't, because I didn't deploy, because I don't have a cool backstory, <laughs> I didn't feel like I could, could connect with anybody. So, cause they're like all gung ho and I'm like, I'm gung ho too, but I'm not that, I don't have a story. I, I didn't do anything. So along with all my personal life going on and the VA denied me for talking to a counselor and uh, not being able to reach out to veterans for me personally, I, it didn't work. Now I didn't use the app, but um, well, don't feel bad. I was twenty years Air Force, and I didn't do anything, Betsy. Come on, look, 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 Betsy. (laughs) I didn't know that then. (laughs) Look, look. Let me tell you what. I am the Frank Costanza of DV Radio. I deployed, but I was a cook, and I probably killed a few people with my cooking. All right, but it's okay. I don't have a cool backstory either. All right, but (laughs) well, that's one thing. That was ten years ago. Okay, I don't don't know. 
<laughs> I was in a dark state back then. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Ep- I don't know if anybody remembers that episode of Seinfeld where Frank Casanza has PTSD from when he was in Korea. <laughs> And he killed these soldiers and gave, well, he didn't kill them. He gave them vomiting diarrhea, basically. <laughs> and he's at this, he's at this, he's asked to cook at this gala or something. And he realizes something's wrong with the food. And before it shows the credits, he jumps over everything. And it's like the slow motion thing. And cause he's having this PTSD reflection. <laughs> And he's he's going through the crowd and he's like, no. And then it goes to credits because he knocks the food out of the dude's head. It's hilarious. I'm sorry to bring that up. (laughs) But um, Chris and Betsy, that's a good point that Betsy (laughs) just brought up. Is that something you guys have worked on with the app as far as trying to help people like her to feel more at ease when using it? It, it is actually. So the, the app itself, you know, it has these filters and you can apply them, you know, so you can choose like what service you're in, whether or not you were active duty reserves, national guard, if, if you went to a military academy or an RTC program, whether, whether or not you have deployments, the whole idea is to eliminate as many barriers as possible and to, to kind of build shortcuts to trust. So like for Sergeant Wardog, for example, you know, he was able to use his location. He was able to apply a filter that said he was in the Marine Corps, that he was a you know an, an infantryman, and it helped him to narrow down to find that that right ambassador or pathfinder for him. Now, some people don't need to apply any filters whatsoever. Some people might say, "I just want to talk to the first available ambassador." They don't need to apply any filters, and it'll just connect them to an ever increasing network of of peer supporters. Uh, the more filters you apply, the more likely you're going to find someone that is like you. And that helps build that shortcut to trust. Uh, because, you know, sometimes, you know, we, we don't all have the same set of experiences. Not all of us have deployed. And even those of us who did deploy, not all of us have seen combat up close and personal. And some people might actually feel guilty for either not having deployed or maybe they don't have a cool story or they weren't in this unit or that unit, or, you know, they didn't earn a, you know, combat infantryman's badge or some kind of a, you know, combat action ribbon of some sort. Um, those are all normal things to feel and experience in our community. Cause you know, we all know this, you join the military experiences may vary. And what we wanted to do is create a platform that is, you know, accessible for anyone, regardless of their experiences. And then also, um, I, I think Betsy's feedback is is really great for us as we move forward and and build and and make it so that you don't feel that anxiety because all of the questions that you know to set up a profile are um, optional. You can share as much or as little information as you want. We, and I, I can't remember if you said that. Um, our users, our community members have the option to, to contact and connect with the first person available, they, regardless of their background, um, and, and, and just someone that's willing to listen uh, for that easy connection. And Chris mentioned that, that shortcut to trust. Trust is a very, very big thing for us. We don't want to lose the trust of those that are using the Objective Zero app. And so that's why privacy is so important. And it's something that is kind of at the core of our values. And, and we want to have a platform that's inclusive that you know anyone that's using it 
um, feels like they're welcome. And so um, the, the feedback is, is really helpful for us, especially as we're working on kind of design elements and, and building in these new tools and, and, and resources. So I appreciate that. Definitely. I, that's, that's one huge reason I wanted to ask War Dog and, and Betsy those questions. And uh, I know Oinks tested it out, obviously with, with permission, please, people that are listening, do not do that. Don't, don't test out the app. Don't, <laughs> unless you've got permission from Betsy and Chris <laughs> or somebody with the staff, don't, don't do that. Please don't do that. That's, that's not what it's there for. Um, the reason Oink and, and other DV, uh, staff members, volunteer, I don't know what you guys call us, whatever, family, <laughs> um, have tested it is because we and and Chris and Betsy I think understand this as much as anybody else. We don't like to say an app or product works when it doesn't, and they're like us. Please use our stuff and let us know your experiences. And if you're going to promote us, know know what's going on. Um, I didn't get to use the actual app until they came out with the desktop portion, which. 100% commend you guys on. Um, I think we had talked about that. Gosh. I think it was not long after you first came out with the app, you had mentioned you were working on a desktop portion. Um, but 100%, that's, that's something that I think probably changed the game as far as people like me that, like you said, doesn't have good connectivity or doesn't have a smart device that can use the app because some of these smart devices don't use the apps. I don't know why it's, it's idiotic. Uh, coding is stupid. Um, <laughs> so I got, so I got out of it. Um, but that's great. Like, I, I don't know what other words to say. Google finally got in. Do you want to say anything about objective zero? Because I know you, you've heard of it. <laughs> and you've been here. Since, you've been here since. No, I've never heard of it. Though. <laughs> we only hear it every week. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I know, right? I have the app on my phone, and anytime there's like an update and stuff, I make sure that I download it. Um, but I haven't like actively used it. But I figure it's good to have there, just in case I one of these days decide that I really do need to actually use it. Like the day that you actually are going to kill DV6 if he doesn't do it himself by being an idiot. <laughs> fucking retard. We're, we're going to talk about that. Before. I don't care if we go over tonight. We're talking about that dumbass. Um, no, he didn't try to, to, to be, you know, one of the 22, but he almost added to it oh my god he's an idiot um but before we get into all that oh, jesus christ oh, like um, i've poked around on the app i've opened it every so often just to see like what's new and mm-hmm. you know but it's i don't know i'm not opposed to it well, I, 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 under, I understand why you don't use it. I, I get it. Um, but the, the usability that you have gotten out of it, what, what thoughts do you have on it? I like being able to see like where people are at. I don't know. Like the, the map is, is helpful. Like I know when, when it first came out there, 
really wasn't anyone in New Hampshire. There really still isn't. But <laughs> as far as ambassadors as far are as, concerned, yeah, as far as ambassadors go, like <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> New Hampshire. But I like. I know. But I like see, being able to see like where where's the where are the most populated like areas of veterans that are using it or are mass are ambassadors and I feel I kind of feel like those those are the areas that they're needed more than out in the sticks where we're just by ourselves. Hey, look! I live in the foothills sense. of North Carolina. All right, <laughs> watch what you say about the sticks. All right, it's my home. <laughs> Get me a wigwam too while I'm at it. Um, <laughs> people that got that. And we all live in Eskimos in Alaska. Come on. Igloos and roll. Yeah. Uh, Chris and Betsy, is this typical to any feedback that you get? Is it new information? Is it adding on to information? This is actually pretty typical, right? So some people are going to download the app and never use it and they're never going to need it. And, you know, they're, it, that's totally fine because there might come a time where they encounter someone who does need it. And then they're going to think about it. And they're going to say, you know, you might benefit from this app. They can show it to them. They can talk to them a little bit about it. And then the person who does need the resource will have it. And I think something that DV Google said, um, you know, looking at the map, some of the feedback is you don't feel so alone. Like there are other people out there there. You can see who's available to chat. Um, you just don't feel so alone. And so, and like I said earlier, we know this is not going to be the resource, not going to be everyone's cup of tea. Like that's why there's so many resources out there. And we've had people that have reached out and it's just not for them. So we're able to connect them with a different resource. There are 800 numbers out there. Um, you know, there are, um, I mean, just there's so many amazing resources out there. Um, so yeah, very, very common feedback, but you know, we, we take it all in because that's what's going to make it better. The, the good feedback, the, the, the bad, you know, the, the poor feedback or what we're, what we're missing, what we're doing well, um, it's just going to make objective zero, a better resource, a better platform. And we're going to ultimately be able to help more veterans. Right. And, you know, just to build on that, right. Some people download the app, they never use it. Some people download the app, they use it once, and then they, they get what they need and they move on. Some people download the app, they use it periodically. And then we actually have some people who download the app and use it almost every single day. You know, it's like you said, Betsy, it's not going to be something that it's not an app for everyone. Uh, it's an app for anyone. And so some people will you know come in, they'll get what they need, and they'll move on. Uh, and then others will need even more support. Uh, but we're one tool in, in a large pool of resources. So... Yeah. Can I, I say one that. other thing? Please. I'm I'm on it right now and I did the filter thing. For my criteria, there are zero ambassadors. Well, paper fishers. Bo went there. Yes, I did. <laughs> Naturally, I'm not. I was not the only paper pusher during OIF. Look. I'm sorry, but I know I wasn't. Look. We don't I know that. Critical MOS. We don't know that. Um, <laughs> is that something you guys hear a lot, Chris and Betsy? It is, right? So, you know, when, when you think about our ambassador base, 
the more filters that you apply, the more likely it is that you're going to run out of someone who's like an absolutely perfect fit for you. But, you know, our, our demographics of our ambassadors largely match the demographics of the military. And so you're going to see a larger preponderance of combat arms, uh, occupational specialties. Um, it's changing a little bit. And Betsy can talk about how the demographics have changed a little bit, but you know, someone like me, quite frankly, you know, an, an infantryman uh, with multiple deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. Uh, you know, when, when I put in filters, there's there's tons of you know ambassadors and pathfinders that that I can connect with uh, because that represents the larger preponderance of those uh, who served. But you know, the reality is is that not everyone uh, who serves serve in that capacity. And so, you know, Betsy can talk a little bit about how, how the demographics have changed and, you know, kind of the, the gaps and whatnot. And that's, that's actually one of the things that we, in our feedback currently right now, when you fill out your profile, you can only select one option under each filter. And so we're, we're building, we're changing that so you can select as many, because we know that more people may have served in more, one more branch of the military. They may have had one more than one occupational specialty. And so using that feedback, uh, we hope that we'll, um, help better connect folks, but we are seeing, you know, a shift in, in demographics. We're seeing more females on the platform. We know that, um, you know, female veterans and, and veterans, female service members are uh, growing in the military. And we're also seeing those, um, um, those, that population within the app change as well. So, um, and we also are able to see what people are searching for. And so uh, DB Google, you know, you, you are using specific filters to find someone most like you. Um, so we can use that, like, what are people searching for? Uh, so we can try and get more and onboard more volunteers with that specific experience. And so we can be a little bit more targeted with our outreach to those that are looking to volunteer. Google's just super picky when it comes to talking to people. Like, I know that's funny, I, well, but she okay. is, and I don't blame her. All right, so so changing my criteria, right? The closest ambassador to me, his MOS was special warfare. <laughs> I don't think he's going to understand. Is that DV6? Because I'm pretty sure he's had no. some special warfare. No. And then the next closest, he was infantry. So it's like... <laughs> No, I, I don't get even it. Know where to go? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember when I went on the desktop app because I I don't go on it much because I I don't need it for me. Um, that being said, I don't remember if there were any or many ninety two golfs. I do remember that I when I first opened it up, it was really late at night, so it was like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Um, that there was, I want to say there was a, about 15 ambassadors across America on. I didn't look outside of that. Um, and I think there might have been one in either Virginia or North Carolina. I remember seeing somebody in that vicinity. Um, but I, I, I think it, it does equate to um, the amount of people who say, yeah, you know what? I want to help somebody. And then that relating to their MOS, as far as that's concerned, um, I'm not going to lie. And, and, and then it's not a knock on administ- on administrative jobs at all, because without you guys, I'd never made it. Holy shit. 
Um, <laughs> excuse me. But um, I think you're one of two people that I know that deployed that had a, had a administrative, uh, in quotations job, uh, that seen something or experienced something. So I, I don't think it's like it was, you know, 30 years ago where paper pushers, (laughs) um, seen a lot. I really don't, I don't think it's like that anymore. I think there's still a small number, but I don't think it's anywhere near what it was with obviously Iraq and Afghanistan. But uh, before that, you know, cause that was a big thing too, you know, get your shit, go. We need you. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that, I think maybe it'll change over the years, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I've been may I say, wrong. yeah. May I say, um, <laughs> Please, guys, not uh, not just our hosts, but veterans everywhere. So what? This is coming from a grunt. Please don't knock your MOS, your job, what you've done. Um, you you got to understand, like for a guy like me, I, I totally look at everything as one country, one team. Um, I've had Air Force planes save my life by dropping bombs. I've had Navy medics and corpsmen, you know, to watch me or my brothers. I've uh, been in a 14 hour firefight with some of uh, the army's uh, OGA and uh, SF guys. I appreciate each and every one of you and what you do, what you've done. You picked up skills, experiences that I wasn't able to pick up the, you know, and uh, I'm big on appreciating everything that anyone can do that I can't do. Um, you, you please remember I'm big on like, you know, having people behind you, you know, I'm an only child, so I'm used to the whole being alone thing, but I I enjoy having the numbers. So when at times when I was sitting there, just me and a rifle, it still, I'd, you know, we'd all be alone if we didn't have you. You get what I mean? I mean, we be, there's so many things, you know, logistics wise, mail, pay, any of that stuff. I don't care, you know, if you, or a door kicker, you know, like myself, or you, um, uh, you, you know, even the fact that you were in bases in the States, um, that alone could, you know, could create its own anxiety and issues because you're hundreds of miles away from home. So, you know, please hear, hear from me. I appreciate all of you. You, you. We might joke, we might downplay it a little bit, but hey, w- coming from someone who's, like I said, been helped by, Nearly every branch except the Coast Guard. I appreciate all of you. <laughs> there it is. Finally. Finally. You know, um, I, I want to add on to what War Dog said. What people don't understand is every unit, every uh, whatever it's called in your branch is, is different. And um, I've got to say my unit uh, which was a support unit seen a lot of fucked up shit. Cause we had everything from cooks to mechanics to ammo getters to supply, you name it. And, um, I, I know one of the worst things that the mechanic scene was the rollover. It, it was a team of SF guys and their gunner got smashed when it rolled it. Uh, they were going down a trail and the ground just gave way. There was there was no saving it. There was no nothing. 
And this was, dude, I'm telling you, it was like one, two in the morning and they didn't get back until right at lunchtime later that day. And when they came back, it was just dread on all of their faces. Like I, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you were at. And it doesn't matter if it was in the military that it happened to you. If you need somebody reach the fuck out. Seriously. I mean, I've got this week alone. I found out that a brother had a motorcycle incident two weeks ago and he's in a medically induced coma. I found out that just a couple of days ago, a friend tried to kill herself. I found out that another friend lost their dog and it, it, it's, it's fucking weighing on them. And that's not everything that's happened to me in the past couple of days. That's just the last, when did I post that the other day? Thursday? Was that Thursday? Wednesday I posted or that? Thursday. Yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Okay. So I found that out in a matter of a 24 hour span Minus the medically induced coma. I mentioned that last week. Like it, it shit is going on everywhere. You're not alone. All right, Betsy and Google. Look, look with the ambassador shit. All right, look. All right. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> I was just saying. I leave out mistakes. <laughs> But no, I mean, it doesn't matter what your MOS is. It doesn't matter what branch of service you were. It doesn't matter about any of that. It doesn't matter if you deployed. It doesn't matter if you stayed at home. It doesn't matter if you was in a year or 20 years or 30 years. Everybody needs somebody at some point. Right? I mean, we're humans. Well, Bo, you've got a friend in me. I wish I had that set up right now. I would play because I almost did a while ago, but no, I, I, I think everything that Google Wardog and Betsy have said, as far as usability and, and this, that, and the other, I think that's some feedback that everybody needs to take into consideration as far as if it's right for you. Right. Not only that, do you want to speak to a stranger? That's another thing I, I, I've told you guys before, you know, we all don't want to talk to doctors because <laughs> they, they speak doctor speak and most doctors don't come down to your level, um, which is sad uh, personally. Um, but at the same time, some of us want to just talk to somebody. It doesn't matter as long as they're listening. So is that what you want? Because I'm pretty sure if that's what you want, Objective Zero is the app for you. Just saying. Um, Betsy and Chris, I do have a question, and I don't know if you guys can or want to answer it. It has to do with the app. Okay, lay it on us. So, a few years ago, I was going through the Google Play Store, and obviously there's reviews, and I've seen some really screwed up feedback, like one-star reviews on how bad Objective Zero is and why it's bad. What is some out there feedback that you've gotten that you're just like, what? Or that just doesn't make sense or that people obviously didn't use the app. I can, I can definitely take that one. I I know there's one specific Google review out there um, from a community member that 
and that person's perspective had a really awful experience and we did a, a kind of a an in-house investigation on it uh, and found that specific person's feedback to be kind of unfounded and um just it, it wasn't true and there's not much you can do to, to to refute that kind of in a public forum and like i said you know it's, it's not for everyone um we most recently had someone on a very large veteran forum um spread out right lies about the app for whatever reason and found that that person had never even downloaded it so um you know you're gonna you're gonna get the good stuff the bad stuff and it's gonna be the the individual that downloads the app, uh, whether or not they want to use it. But, you know, we're, we're open to anyone um, that has served in the military, loves someone in the military, um, currently serving, um, irrespective of discharge uh, type. Ultimately, we want to get someone connected to the appropriate resource, whether it's within Objective Zero or outside of it. Um, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is people helping people. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to continue to do that regardless of the, <laughs> um, the negative reviews, positive reviews. We're, we're just going to keep doing us. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, we, we, we had a, we actually had a community member recently using the, the Apple version of it, who was, was really like abusive to be honest with you and was being abusive to all of the ambassadors that, that this person was, was reaching out to. And, uh, anyway, it's, it's really tough. Uh, that person needed help. I think that person needed help. That was actually beyond the scope of objective zero. And we got him that help. And we got him that help. What's I think what's important to, you know, and Betsy said this quite a few times that this isn't, this isn't the resource for everybody, right? Like this it's, it's offering peer support, which is a very like, low level of, of support. There's obviously, you know, escalations of support, you know, right. You know, I, I like to make the analogy, uh, if, you know, if you're in a steak restaurant and that the person next to you is choking on steak, uh, on a piece of steak, you're, you're not going to wait until like some kind of a, you know, specialized surgeon shows up, <laughs> right. You're, you're going to turn around and you're going to provide the Heimlich. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a low level of support. It's intended to be a low level of support. It's that first line of defense. It's intended to put more barriers between someone and that very final act of suicide. It's, it's meant to provide, you know, kind of trust and comfort someone that you, you, you know, you can rely on who's been there and done that with you before. Um, but it's not going to be for everyone. Right. And there's a reason why we have psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors, professionals, um, because they have that higher level of expertise and, you know, I think some of the criticism that we got is you're not you're not going to save everybody. You know, if someone is dead set on dying by suicide, you're not going to stop them. And I think all of those things are true. And that's that's never, you know, our, our intent was never to save everybody. Although we would love to, our objective is zero suicides in the military community. But you know, we're very clear eyed about what the app can and cannot do. And just because you know it's not for everyone, that's not going to hurt our feelings. We get that, right? Like I didn't make this, and Betsy didn't make this, and we didn't make this. Um, because we thought that it was going to be a you know one size fits all solution. Uh, people, we, we we suggest that people try it. We suggest that people use it. We suggest that people share it as a resource. Uh, but ultimately, you know, people are going to have to kind of play around with it, find out if it works for them or not, and if it doesn't, we're okay with that. So I mentioned on Twitter. And I believe on Facebook that last week during our show, we made a very bold claim. And that claim, Betsy and Chris, came actually because John of the Yeager Foundation brought it up. And his ultimate goal 
after we asked him, which we agreed, that's our ultimate goal. And we even went as far as to say that's more than likely your ultimate goal is that he hopes that there's a day where he doesn't have to be here for doing what he does. And that is um, service dogs for veterans, providing service dog training and, and things of that nature to veterans. And we were like, yeah, you're 100% right. Like at the end of the day, we hope that we don't have to have these resources because it is taken care of. It is actually being, something's actually being done about it. What do you, how do you feel about that? I would absolutely love to be put out of a job tomorrow. That would be um, the, the, you know, How many the, people the, are saying that right now? Right? <laughs> you know, like if, if objective zero wasn't needed, like that, absolutely the ultimate goal. But I think we have to be realistic in our expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we talk about for objective zero, our objective zero, our objective is zero. And for us, it's functional zero. It's at the point where military and veteran suicides are on par with the civilian population. And mm-hmm. we do think that is attainable. We, we absolutely think because we've seen it in the past that it has been, has been that way that, you know, there's been lower number and, and rates of suicide for those that are currently serving and have served. And so um, for us, it's just providing those tools so that we can, we can get to that point, but in a perfect world, absolutely. We would absolutely love that. Yeah. And if someone can come along and do it better than we have, you know, we're not going to have any hard feelings. Like you, you mentioned earlier, this isn't a competition. Uh, if, if another organization came along and said, Hey, we've got a better tool that does it faster, cheaper, better than, than you guys. Cool. All right. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Right. Um, it's just another resource out there uh, that, that can help people and, and get us to that point where, you know, the, the, the rate of suicides in the military community is back on par with the civilian you know, community that, in a place where we're no longer in crisis as a community. When you said cheaper, better, I, I, I automatically thought of Daft Punk's hard, harder, faster, stronger, better. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, in cheaper, better, more accessible. <laughs> Right. You know, it's interesting though, like Objective Zero, it's free to download, it's free to use, we, you know, we don't collect or share data, we don't sell data, um, you know, most of our, you know, most of the money that we use or that comes in to keep the organization running, that covers all of the, the development costs, the costs for, you know, the exchange of text messages or voice messages uh, or, or video all of that is largely borne through grants and, you know, individual donations. So, you know, we're not selling anything. I mean, like I wanted to create an app that I wanted to use as a member of the military, one that, you know, uh, I, you know, it, it kind of spoke to me and I, I can't stand using apps that are collecting data, selling data, sharing data, trying to sell me something that, that charged me to download it or, you know, there's in-app purchases. So we, we just wanted to make it as clean and simple as possible and remove all of that, all of the barriers that we could. I love that. Uh, absolutely. Now, we mentioned earlier in the show that it's mental health awareness month and suicide prevention national world day. <laughs> I've already forgot all the vernacular, <laughs> but with objective zero, with all of that going on this month, and obviously we don't just want to talk about it this month. We want to talk about it as much as possible because it's still a taboo, still something that we need to, walk on eggshells around when we talk about it in an open forum for whatever reason, because people are afraid to say suicide or 
talk about the dark times because they don't want to bring somebody else down and things of that nature. Um, other than Objective Zero, what resources do you think people need to look into or have on hand or what do you think they need to do more of and, and things of that nature? I mean, I think the best resource I can share with anyone is the 988 number. It's the suicide, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Yes. You don't have to know the 800 number anymore. It's 988. And if you're a veteran, you can press one. It's it's a phenomenal resource. You know, you're, you're going to get um, crisis level counselors, people that care and get you connected to the resources you need. Um, you know, when we when we think about mental health and we think about suicide prevention, for me, it's, I think, sharing the stories of hope and the stories of success. And that I think that's what's going to help us break the stigmas. It's, you know, and I think it's being open and honest with one another. You know, if I'm going to ask you, how are you doing today? When Chris and I, we've started, like, we're not just going to say, oh, I'm fine. I had a really crappy day or, you know, and we're very blunt about how we're feeling. And we're doing that with our, within our own network, because I think we have to be honest with ourselves and one another. If we're having a crappy day, the people around us should know it if they can't already tell. Um, but it's, it's also just sharing the struggles that you've been through, what you've overcome. You know, if, if you're dealing with physical health issues, I mean, it's the same as mental health. Mental health is health. And so being able to share what's going on uh, in your life, what you're going through, um, there's so many people that want to help, you know, we've lost so many people in our lives to suicide and it's always, I wish I would have known, I, you know, I could have done something. What could I, you know, what I've done. And so if we're able to open up, you know, the, our loved ones are never going to have to think, I wish I could have done more because we're able to help them in the moment that they need it most. Yeah. And, and with what you just said, there is no cure all right. Because everybody's mind is different. And that's one thing that I think most people don't understand is the human psyche is not easy to understand. It's it's not. I've got my biology and psychology certificate and I still question things about why people do things or say things or why the mind is the way it is. It's one of those things I don't think we'll ever get a handle on. And just like the, the size of the universe, you can talk about how big the universe is all day. You can talk about how large a million people is. You will never understand it. Even if you see it, you'll never understand it. Um, and and I, I think that's a huge takeaway. And as, as far as, you know, talking to, to others and, and bluntly um, and, and things of that nature, relationships. Oh, my God, I can't tell you how many people contact me. And, and it's fine. I, I want to help as many people as I can. But they're like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm having problems with my girl or my guy or, or whatever. And, and I don't know what's going on. They're, they're ghosting me for lack of a better term, or they're, they're just whatever the silent treatment. I get that one a lot. And I'm like, look, this time of the year or whatever, um, you, you might want to back off a little bit on, on pestering them. That's another thing I, I see a lot of. I don't know if you guys see that a lot or, or not from what people have said, you know, within the app or, or just in general, but I, I, I see a lot of significant others sort of pestering people like husband and wives or boyfriends and girlfriends. What's going on? Why won't you talk to me? And they don't want to open up because they are trying to push them to open up. And I don't think that's the right avenue. It, that's actually something that we've seen quite a lot of is people reaching out because they don't want to talk to their significant others. They don't want to burden 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think Chris and I are a perfect example. Um, Chris deployed for the first time. He called me from, he landed in Baghdad. I didn't hear from him for six weeks. And he was telling me about the gunshots that were going through his helicopter on his first day. And I'm like, I can't, I can't hear that. Yeah. And so I didn't hear anything that he went through for many, many years and many deployments because he thought I didn't want to hear it. You know, it was, didn't want to burden me with, you know, what he's done and seen. And slowly those stories have, you know, come out because I'm like, you can absolutely talk to me. I, I can handle it now. Um, but there's so many veterans that don't have and service members that don't have that, that sounding board or anyone to speak to. And so when you're able to connect with someone, whether it's in the objective zero app or someone, you know, just a, a battle buddy or, you know, a peer, um, that, that, like Chris said, that shortcut to trust, being able to open up with someone and, it's so important to have that, that release and that connection in your life. Yeah. And I, you know, I can only speak for myself, but I'm sure other veterans and service members, you know, kind of have had a similar feeling, if not the same feeling that I do, which is, you know, one of my big fears is that I, that I won't be able to kind of handle those feelings and emotions. And so rather than try and deal with them or share them, I, I try and compartmentalize them. I try and like, push them down as deep into my psyche as I can and just not think about them as much as possible. You know, obviously I've got some really funny or cool kind of war stories that I don't mind sharing, but then there's just some ones that are just so hard and so painful that that even I don't want to deal with it, much less burden someone else with it. And, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to feel the same things that I was feeling a decade ago. I don't want to think about the same things in certain cases uh, and so I just try and like hide them, you know, and, and I, I know that it's not healthy uh, and I can tell other people that I don't think it's healthy, but even I struggle to deal with it sometimes. Um, and so oftentimes I prefer to try and help others and I try and like tell other people's stories or hear other people's stories uh, rather than deal with my own. And I think that's normal too. May I quickly add um, just real quick. I appreciate the notifications that come from the app. Um, you know, I'll wake up at certain times and there'll be, you know, motivational messages like, you know, check on your battle buddy or, you know, make sure your mental health is okay today. I really, you know, I appreciate the fact that the app isn't just there, but it comes on, you know, it comes back to, uh, you know, reach out to you and remind you of things and, you know, give you perspective. And uh, the second point now, I'm not ashamed to admit, um, as a grunt, I twice reached out to the Veterans Crisis Line. And both of those times ended up bringing resources that, you know, led me to be hospitalized. Now, I joke about the psych board game, or, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I joke about it sometimes, but uh, the app truly kept me from hanging out with the rest of the psych war gang crew <laughs> and actual psych board because it, it hit me that, okay, if something happens and I don't want, you know, I don't want to join the psych war gang today, I can go to the app. I don't have to worry. You know, if I open up as open as I did, I don't have to worry about them, you know, feeling, <laughs> Hey, ASAP, I need to send someone to come get this guy and, you know, strap him to a bed and, you know, let him roll around in the rubber room. Um, <laughs> The fact that the app, like I said, it, it allows me for one to get the notifications and for two, just to open up to a vet to, you know, to, uh, to a local vet even, um, or, you know, someone, you know, within 
driving distance or a hundred miles or some, something like that. Um, I totally get that. It's not for everyone. It's not everyone's cup of tea. I'm just saying here, no connection with no, um, obviously no type of like advertisement here, or I'm just saying it helps me. And I didn't say helped. I said helps as in continuously as in now. I, so I totally get it's not for everyone, but, um, yeah, I, I completely appreciate, like I said, the notifications and that you are somewhat of an in-between conduit between the peer help versus the involuntary hospitalization help. All right. And, um, you know, I just needed to add that to Betsy and Chris, um, that the, the notifications are also awesome to me. Thank you so much. It, it really does mean a lot. I'm so glad that you're able to get the support that you did. And I, I really appreciate you just sharing what you've gone through as well. It, it like, totally made my day knowing that we've been, we've been helpful to you. The app's been helpful. And, um, you know, you know thank you for that feedback. It's, it's great. Yeah. Right on. The, the notifications. Some people love notifications. Some people appreciate them. Some people hate notifications, but, but now that you bring up that feedback and, you know, I was looking at the chat and I saw some other folks who were like, well, I don't really like the notifications. I, I have to go back and look. I don't know if we actually have the capability to turn them off. Do we? Yes, we do. Oh, yep. perfect. So some people who, who like them, leave them on. The people who don't can turn them off. Yeah, you just go into your settings and turn them off. Perfect. <laughs> really? I was gonna, go ahead. I was going to piggyback off what President um, Chris was saying about like how you didn't share what you were going through with your spouse or whoever because you didn't want to burden them. I still have that like today. And it's not because I feel like I'm going to be a burden for them or like I'm giving them information and stuff. It's because when I got back from my deployment, my kid's sperm donor flat out told me he did not want to hear about what I did while I was over there and what happened and any of that. So I just shut down completely. Like my, my mom told me a few years ago that she tried to talk to me about it and to find out like what was going on. And I refused, like, I still really won't talk about it because he was like, I just don't care. Like, don't tell me any of this stuff. Yeah. I've seen that a lot too. And it's, it's sad and disheartening that there are people out there that are like that. It's I just, you know, throat punching. Um. <laughs> so, so, and that just makes it harder. Like, I don't even want to tell my therapist half the time what's going on. Yeah. I, I totally like, get know, that. Like, it's talk to I, her. I want to talk about that more, but first Betsy and Chris have to go. But before you do, is there anything that you'd like to say to all of our listeners, to people that maybe thinking about using objective zero or that haven't used objective zero or that are using objective zero or anything in the world that you want to say. Yeah. You know, if we appreciate feedback, good, bad, what ways to improve, um, you can set it right through the app, through um, the, the settings. So feel free to, to share that feedback that you have. And, you know, just a reminder to, to reach out if, you know, you're not, you're not doing okay. Um, but those that are doing okay, watch for those in your circle that may not be doing okay that, you know, you haven't heard from in a while. Yeah, I think it's always a good, uh, t- it's always a good day to be a buddy check. So, you know, keep, keep those around you close as well. You never know what someone's going through and don't want to talk about, but that, that, that call, that text, that visit might just save a life. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I think that, you know, we, we've mentioned this a few times, objective zero, objective zero is not necessarily a tool for everybody, but it's, it's a tool for somebody. And we're very clear eyed about the fact that we're not going to save everyone, um, but it might just save you and it might help you save someone. So, you know, whether or not you think you need it, we recommend you download it, uh, you share it with people in your lives who you think might benefit from it. Um, you know, and just reiterate, it's free to download. It's free to use. There's no advertisements. We don't keep your data. We don't sell your data. Um, you know, use it, play around with it. Like Betsy said, give us some feedback, help us make it better, help us make it a tool that you can use. Um, and we really appreciate, you know, not just everyone there at DV radio, but all of your listeners, everyone in our community, you know, we, we created this tool for our community. Uh, and you know, we want it to be a useful resource for everyone. So thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you guys for coming on. As always, if you guys ever want to come on for any reason, even if it's just to laugh and be part of the show, got opening an invite. You guys know that we love you. I I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Thanks so much, guys. We appreciate it. You guys have right on, right on. (laughs) You You guys have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye bye. So that was Betsy and Chris Mercado of Objective Zero. You can grab the Objective Zero app on all devices, iOS, Android, whatever. Um, And if it won't download on your smart device, you can use their desktop application, which is through the browser. Again, ObjectiveZero.org. You can use it the exact same way as you do on your smart device, whatever that might be, your phone or tablet or whatever. Um, they're a great resource. There, there is no two ways about it. They're an absolute 100% great resource. And like we said in the past, and like we mentioned tonight, and like Chris mentioned and Betsy mentioned and Betsy Ross and Google and War Dog and Oink mentioned, if you don't use it, have it on your device just in case a, you do need it or brother or sister does need it. I mean, you always have it there. Don't need it. Might need it. No money. Whew. It's been a long day. It's been a long night. But we have a story that we need to get out of the way. <laughs> Google, that is your cue. I played the fifth. I know nothing. Look, all right. All I know <laughs> is I don't, I'm not paying attention to Messenger. I, I, get, I get over to Facebook. I've got like 30 fucking unread messages. <laughs> I see something about might be with DV6 in the ER tonight. Scroll up a little bit and see that the motherfucker basically drank some Tide. What the fuck? All right. So in his defense, there was a hornet in a, uh, like under our canopy out front. <clears throat> and so he's looking at it and he's looking at it and he's like, I should just spray this fucker here. Like, get him out of here, right? I'm like, okay, and I'm doing homework outside, so I'm like, great, I'm going to have to move all my stuff. That's fantastic, right? So I did, and it wasn't a big deal. Well, he left his coffee mug on the table, and I was like, are you going to move your mug? He's like, I'm done with it anyway. Like, okay. So he sprays the Hornet spray, and then... An hour later, he goes to get another coffee and forgot to wash out the mug. 
So he makes the coffee. He comes outside. He took one sip. And just the look on his face was like, that is really gross. I'm like, <laughs> so I look at him. I'm like, did you rinse out the mug? He goes, no, I forgot. I'm like, oh, my God. So he goes back into the house. He washes the mug, makes another cup of coffee. And it's taking him a long time to come back outside. So I'm like, what is going on? Apparently, he didn't rinse the mug. Like, after he washed it, he didn't rinse it out good enough. So that it, so then when he took another sip of it, the first sip, it tasted like soap. I'm like, that's great. Like, what? So then he, he had to make a third coffee. I'm like, you are such an idiot. And then he tells me that it's okay because it's not like he ingested the hornet spray. And I'm like, you took a sip and swallowed. <laughs> that is ingesting. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. It's not like I sniffed the glue, Mom. It was just the open bottle at my nostrils, okay? I didn't inhale. I didn't inhale, right. yeah. Right. He's like, it's not like I ingested it. I'm oh like, what the fuck? Like, you, you literally like <laughs> took a sip and swallowed. <laughs> like, I, I said, there's more than one way to kill a hornet. Let me drink the poison. <laughs> oh my god! I said at the beginning then, of the show, Google, that DV six literally needs a mom around him twenty four fucking seven. Oh, he told me that the other day when I was in school all day. I, I didn't get home until like. Eight o'clock that night, and he was like, "You know, it was really weird you not being here because my zipper's been down all day long, and you were not here to tell me to zip up oh my pants my at the door." <laughs> I'm like, "Jesus Christ!" Oh I'm like, "It's a good thing. It's a good thing no one's coming to the house." Like, <laughs> I'm like my God! And then when when he went to go put the animals away, he um, after he got the ducks and chickens in, he threw Tank's frisbee. And it landed right underneath Ash's feet. It was like, and of course, Tank, he's like, I need to go get this. So before we even knew what was going on, Tank now Tank is like under the horse trying to get his frisbee. While at the same time, Ash is picking up his leg. Like he was he was damn close to kicking Tank. And that would have been an ER visit for the dog. Um, so thankfully he said, like, I don't know what made him stop himself from kicking the dog, but he didn't kick him. And I was like, Oh my God, are you kidding me right now? Like, I don't have time for this. Well, (laughs) another thankfully is that you weren't getting kicked by Ash. So (laughs) yeah, I know. Right. Because a few years, a few years ago, that would have been the case. (laughs) I know. I know. Don't blame me. Do we need to get like childproof locks for all the stuff now for DD6 and shit? Because he can't be trusted with shit. Oh my god! I thought I, I don't know he... what it is. I I don't know what it is. He keeps finding hornet nests, and now it's like yellow jackets or everywhere. Yeah. I I kid do not. A fly can land on him, and he will jump out of his skin. Oh, I'm there with him. Yeah, like, I'm a bitch when it comes to any type of fucking bee. Like, I will cry if that bitch is not gone in a few seconds. Like, that's how bitchy I am with bees these days. Like, Yeah, I'm like... Fuck trauma. I'm just like... But I don't don't understand. Like, he keeps trying... I 
can go to the same exact place as he goes and nothing comes flying at me or surrounding my head or anything. And then he goes and there they all are. I'm like, what is really going on here? Nurgle in chat has a pretty good suggestion, but we might need to eat it, uh, hit up Elon Musk for a flamethrower for DV6. <laughs> but then, but someone, then. Someone else suggested using a flamethrower to get rid of all the nests. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll just burn the house down at the same time. And Betsy. Yeah, better call the fire department have them on standby. Yeah, of course, Betsy says in chat he'd definitely end up in the ER. <laughs> Betsy, you can talk. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. I don't like talking when people like, are talking. Hey, it's just Google. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, he's, it's insane. Last Sunday, we were out and about in town, and he's like, man, it's really weird that there's no traffic on, on a Saturday. I'm like, that's because it's Sunday. He goes, but, and then he says, yeah, but tomorrow is Monday. I read that shit. <laughs> I'm like, that's my point. I didn't like, know what to I say to that because I'm sitting here trying to contemplate his fucking thought of process. <laughs> I wonder if it's because Monday was Labor Day and so everyone was going to be off of work. <laughs> but like, and that's no, because I didn't have school. So, like, maybe he was thinking of it that way, that it felt like more like a Saturday because I wasn't going to school the next day. But, yeah, he's like, it's really weird that there's no traffic on a Saturday. I'm like. It's Sunday. It's Sunday, yeah, but tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand here. I honestly had no clue how to react, what to say, or any. That's why I just left it red because I didn't know what to say. I was sitting here. <laughs> Because that was one of the few speechless moments that I've had in my life. I was like, that's DV6 talking. Like, that's people we make fun of. He's the type of person. He answered you in the way we make fun of people. Like, we make fun of people for saying shit like that. And then DV6 is doing it. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, th I think it's because of his, because he almost died that one day. That one day, I really think, like ever since, that, yeah, like when I rushed into the ER, like ever since that, he's he keeps reminding me, like he's still not sure exactly what happened. Like he knows that he stepped on a nest and he ran down the hill, and I rushed into the hospital, but he doesn't remember like falling out of the vehicle. Well, he passed the he, fuck he out. Inside. He was literally dying. I know, but still, like, I know. That, but ever okay. since then, it's like. So, like, I'm supposed to remember all the times that I was literally passed the fuck out and dying over the past few years? Like, there is a lot of time I have missed. Let me tell you. <laughs> there are things that mama talked to you guys about while I was in the ER or ICU. I don't fucking know about it, but she does. <laughs> yeah, it's like his, I don't know, I did something worse to his brain. Nurgle, he uh, does have an EpiPen, and I think he's got multiple EpiPens now, right? He's got like six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All at the highest dose possible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. Oh, it's like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. It's, 
I, I read chat and I thought it was a joke. I straight up thought it was a fucking joke. I was like, oh, here's a Tide Pod joke. And then I was like, no, Google's being fucking serious. Because <laughs> I read it a few times. I read it a few times and I was like, oh, this is a great joke. This is hilarious. And then I kept reading it. I was like, where's the punchline? There's no fucking punchline. Like, this isn't cool. And then I'm like, how fucking retarded is this motherfucker? Like... <laughs> I was like, this ain't TBIs. This is straight up <laughs> retardation at this point. <laughs> I know, right? Then, like, you know, it's, you know, it's also funny. He was like, um, after I mentioned that he, he quite literally ingested poison, he's like, <laughs> th- then he reasoned about it. And he's like, yeah, but then I drank soap. So that kind of cancels it out. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> not how the body works. Right? <laughs> And then, then I told him how when I was a little kid, like we had to hand wash our dishes and I was, I became banned from being allowed to wash the dishes. I became a dryer only. I was not allowed to wash the dishes anymore because anytime that I would wash the dishes, I would pretend that I was drinking some fancy drink. It was like the dirty dishwasher with a little bit of the soap on top. And he's like, but you were just pretending, right? I'm like, no, I was drinking it. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I was like five years old. They banned me from washing the dishes. Not going to lie. When I was a kid and I would take bubble baths and my mom would do the bubbles and shit, I would literally put water in a cup and put the bubbles on top and be like, hey, mom, watch. And I would drink fucking water and then I'd spit it out really fucking quick because that shit is nasty. I don't care what it smells like. And she would just like, Bo, don't do that. And I'm like, why? And then I was like, ooh, it's nasty. I told you. And now I look back on it and I'm like, I was a dumb motherfucking kid. Like, how did she put up with me? Like, <laughs> And I was even dumber, Bo, because I was actually drinking it. And you continued to do it. With, with dirty dishwasher. <laughs> dirty dishwasher. Were you the kid that also actually ate the mud pies? <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know. I can't tell you that. <laughs> Her mind is blocked that out. Right? (laughs) That was too traumatic. (laughs) But yeah, like, I remember I was banned from washing the dishes because of that. I've done some dumb stuff, but. I quickly spit that water out because I remember what it tastes like to this day. Like, and then a few years later, I'm sitting in my room and I was, I think I was taking apart some type of electronic thing because I used to do that and put it back together to see how things worked. And it had a nine volt battery. Well, I wanted to see if it was really conductive. And I'm going to tell you this, non-volt batteries, positive and negative together, taste like sour, fucked up lemons. <laughs> and, and, and you're going to throw that non-volt so fucking hard, that hard wood on your dresser is going to have a dent in it. <laughs> I was eight years old at the time. I remember it like it was fucking yesterday. As soon as it touched my tongue, 
it came off my tongue and into that fucking dresser <laughs> drawer so fucking quickly and hard as an eight-year-old child. Like, oh, my God. And it, like, I love eating lemons by themselves. I can do that. I love that. However, if they are on the side of almost turning rotten, they taste fucking horrible. Like, it's a sour that you can't describe. That's what that non-volt tasted like. <laughs> Uh, at least I didn't do that. <laughs> I told you I was a dumb motherfucking kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was on battery acid. <laughs> oh my god! At least Betsy only has to worry about the animals running around with her kids, right? <laughs> Mostly. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Damn, I'm not. I'm not the fuck out of my microphone. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have a nine volt. I swear. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. a good question to ask you, Betsy. What's something that one of your kids has done that you're just like, oh my god, how dumb can you be? <laughs> your kids are pretty smart, though. <laughs> uh, for the most part, I have worries about my son, but. I don't. I don't know yet. I, I actually can't think of anything right now. I'm sure it's happened though. It's always. I was, was going to say a, a better a better question is what's the dumbest thing your kid has done that you did when you were little. Ooh. I did a lot of dumb things. I don't think my kids have gotten to that point. <laughs> all of that it's hilarious i've done a lot of dumb things yeah. they haven't gotten to that point yet <laughs> they're not old enough <laughs> me and my mom were talking about that the other day like okay you you see how dumb kids are today and i was like do you remember mom when i and she's like yeah but you weren't a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, but it was a dumb thing to do. She's like, yeah, but you knew that you could break your leg or get whatever it was. And I was like, yeah, but she's like, these kids don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was like, she's got a fucking valid point right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I remember jumping off of like really tall, like, buildings that we had uh, at places and stuff like you're you're eight years old jumping off of 12 15 20 feet scaffolding and shit like that's not smart <laughs> but at the same time i knew that i could break a bone but i didn't care because i always like doing shit like that so i would do it i would like sprain shit probably while my knees blew out eventually but <laughs> i do remember vividly not the after portion, but I do remember what led up to it is me and my cousin were, were wrestling one, one day and the house they had had cement flooring, but it was covered with that. I know you guys know what I'm talking about. It's really thin, but it's shag carpet. It's really thin though. So it, you might as well not have nothing there, <laughs> but we're wrestling and I go into a Japanese drop kick. What that is, is you jump up, you lay flat, and you kick outwards into the person's stomach. Well, I'd done that, and he had this shirt on, and it was baggy. Well, my feet got caught in his shirt, so I couldn't go back down the way I was meant to go down. My feet got caught in his shirt, 
and I was going head first into the into the floor. So he tries to grab my arms, but it's a little too late. And my head bounced off the cement floor and I got a concussion from fucking hell. Like I remember hitting the floor and him saying, Hey, that's all I remember for like an hour. <laughs> like I don't remember shit for a good hour. <laughs> and I'm like 13, so 14 years you old. Were, so you were like literally acting out, let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> literally. Fucking literally. Like, if he hadn't have caught my, my hands, though, I would have landed in a way that it probably would have fucked up my neck. Because the way he, he caught my hands, at the moment he caught my hands, <clears throat> I probably ended up getting a less impact and being more straight with my back flat against the floor than I would have if he hadn't have caught my hands. Because I was headed in a trajectory that really would have fucked up my entire spine, which it ended up being fucked up anyway, didn't it? I mean, so I just put it off. I was going to say, so, <laughs> he just prolonged it. so really, he just delayed the inevitable. Yeah, right? Like, I, I, was think, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, the headache from that concussion, number one, fucked up. If you've never had a concussion, I've had multiples, and that one was probably the worst. <laughs> um, and two, why did I just not go with it and, you know, fuck it up? Then I mean, <laughs> he said, "Nope, that's for later in life." He also busted my nose one time when we was wrestling. I mean, I told you I broke my sister's pinky. I mean, that's a pinky. Pinky's yeah, but still, <laughs> like I had never broken a bone in my body. Who uses until, their like, pinky unless they're like drinking tea out of a cup? Well. <laughs> <laughs> no, he like pedigreed me, and <laughs> when he did, I moved and I moved downward so I wasn't in between his thighs where it would have kept me safe because we we were doing stupid shit anyway. Obviously, we were fucking wrestling, but I tried to move outwards, and when I did, I moved down and was going to go back, but I didn't get to go back. <laughs> <laughs> quick enough and by the time I moved down my face was probably a couple inches off the floor and just and I uh, yeah blood just started pouring out my fucking face <laughs> I got him back though I, I elbowed the fuck out of the bridge of his nose <laughs> oh, yeah. that swelled up for a few months <laughs> actually it was like a month and a half, I think. Well, I didn't break it. I wasn't intending to break it because he didn't break mine. I think he just knocked some cartilage sideways. <laughs> but yeah. That's kind of funny, though. The stupid shit we've done as kids. Oh, no. my God. Um. So, it being Suicide Prevention Month and Mental Health Awareness Month and Suicide Prevention Day across the world... What do you guys want to say about any of that that you've not got to say? Any of you? Who wants to go first? Please, not all at once. Uh, Did air. <laughs> Betsy. I could talk forever about mental health, anything 
Look, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the when it comes to the fight series, though, I, I see different situations or circumstances in like twenty different ways. So, with something like Objective Zero, what what they're doing, if you don't feel like talking, it is a tool. It's just there for you if you need it, if you're willing to use it. A lot of people don't like talking about trauma. They don't want to talk about anything. They just want to, they all just want it to go away. And, and I get that. Um, But honestly, even if you could just vent about, I don't know, just how blue the sky is or whatever, sometimes that can just be an outlet for you instead of just holding everything in. Eventually you'll have to start talking about the face value of what you're having to endure. But realistically, talking actually does a lot of good. And it sounds crazy. I Trust me, I know. I fight myself on it too. But you do have to talk at least somehow, some way with somebody, even a complete stranger. Not everyone has to know everything about your story if you're just wanting to be heard. So um, definitely... Always choose to keep fighting your fight. Not everyone knows what your fight is, but you are definitely a warrior in your own story. And it does not have to end tonight. It does not have to end tomorrow. You keep fighting for you and those next to you. So always reach out and check on those around you. One thousand million gazillion percent. I couldn't have said it better myself. I, yep. I'm going to put in a applause right here. Like seriously, that I, I don't, I can't, I can't add to that. I, anybody else? I mean, Google, oink, word on. No, I think we said it earlier tonight. You know, it's not a competition. It's not something that uh, we're all looking for fame and fortune from. It's, it's something that's serious that uh, as veterans, we should, should be coming together about, you know, and that's taking care of one another. Lord knows that the VA is not going to fucking do it. We need to do it ourselves. And if you know what I'm saying, I mean, regardless, I think, you know, war dog touched on the old MOS thing and what you did or didn't do. That doesn't matter. Y'all veterans, we all take care of one another. Yeah. Right on. Google war dog. You guys want to add anything to that? No, I I think I touched on a lot already. Um, you know, I just, like I said, never be ashamed to get help. And um, if you can, avoid trying to join the psych ward gang with me. <laughs> you can do that by going to dvradio.net, clicking on the store tab, and buying yours today. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> is there any hidden message behind the number, by the way? Is that just uh, his his number while he was in? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to let Word Dog check that one if he wanted. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Repeat that? <laughs> any significance with the uh, the, the uh, Word Dog or the psych ward number on the front of the shirt? <laughs> oh, um... Daughter's you don't have birthday. To do what? Daughter's birthday. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you don't, ha- you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it wasn't any of my psych war gang uh, 
inmate numbers. It wasn't from, you know, my my official inmate or, or patient number at any of the site. You know, it wasn't that. It just, um, I don't know, it just, it just hit. It just, you know, seemed appropriate. And just so everybody knows, Wardog didn't go, hey, Bo, put this number on there. I asked him if he had a, a number or a date or anything that was significant to him, and I was going to use that as the quote-unquote inmate number. And that, there we that's are. the story behind it. That's where we're at. Yep. Google. Um. Yeah, I was going to say, if you need to, just reach out to someone. I mean, I know I'm not a good example of that. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Look, look. Okay, I don't think any of us sitting here right now are a good example of that. <laughs> right. Although, I will say, when I was that close, I did try to reach out. Just no one got my phone calls. But then the following day. Um, one of my friends did come over to my apartment and ended up taking me to the hospital, which is when I met DV6. <laughs> I know that. So story. sometimes going to the flight deck is not always a bad thing. I know that story, and I'm not going to tell it. If you guys ever want to do it, we'll, we'll do it as a standalone recording. I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> Making love in the psych ward. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it, it's good for something. This cruise is good for something. Believe me, lead to marriages, lead to all kinds of great things, man. You get to take home the little socks and all that, with you, you know. It's amazing. Oh my god, Google, we do have to do that story one of these days before DV six finally says, "Hey, I'm going to go out here," and he never fucking returns. You're right. When he told me that story, and you basically confirmed it, I was like, "That is one of the greatest." Star story relationship <laughs> stories I have ever heard. <laughs> like to some people, they would be like, "Oh," but to us, that is like, "What the fuck?" That's how you met. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great though. Oh my god. Well, we've almost went three hours tonight, and I don't know if I'm going to have to split this up or not. I'm going to try my damnedest not to. I'll try to do it as one whole thing and <clears throat> definitely see what I can pull from objective zero and make that a standalone or I'll just might make that hour and a half. It's standalone too. Um, if you just want to hear about objective zero, um, wow. Thank you all for joining us tonight. We, I know we laid into objective zero, but I, we've not got to talk to them and hmm, when was the last time you remember one? <laughs> at least two moves. <laughs> when he told me that I went wait again <laughs> I could not believe they'd moved twice this time you know what if if anything 
is to be said about our search history on Podbean. Objective Zero was last on on September 16th, 2019. So I guess wow, that makes yeah. sense then. Yeah. Well. yeah. So they live in, in one place for like 18 months? Yeah. Kansas was the last place they were at. There you go. Yeah. And now they've really made a culture shift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll tell you we'll tell you about it later. Oh my god. Since he didn't bring it up publicly, I don't want to talk about it publicly, but I was like, wow, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it'd been a minute then, in other words. <laughs> I know. I was like, and, and and it hit me too. It struck me because when we first had them on, the first two times we had them on, they were in the same place. And every time we've had them on after that, Google, they have moved at least once. Nice. Every single time. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, me. All right. Well, <clears throat> do you, any of you want to say anything else uh, for closing statements or words or whatever the hell we call it? I don't even know what to call it. Uh, you know, we've, we talked up objective zero tonight and like everybody's already said this, even Chris and, and Betsy both said it, you know, objective zero may not be your cup of tea, but there are so many resources out there, you know, battle and distress, 20 till to none, nine, eight, eight. If there's any number you're ever going to remember, remember that one, nine, eight, eight now for your suicide prevention uh, hotline, whatever the case may be, if you're struggling, reach out folks. That's, that's the biggest key from tonight's thing. Next. <laughs> Nothing here for a great outro except, you know, Psych Ward Gang, PWG, baby. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> oh my God. Betsy, Google. Uh, definitely keep fighting the fight. Like I said, everyone has a story, everyone has um, something going on. And there is no shame that you're having to fight your demons or you're having those inner thoughts or whatever. You're not alone. I know it sounds crazy with all this technology you think would be closer, but honestly, it's not stereotypes. It's not, you know, gender. It's not, you know, religion. Politics divides people more than anything. So stay away from it. If you're looking for someone you can open up to, find someone who is going to stay away from politics and definitely reach out even to someone who you've recently thought about and said, hey, I haven't said hi to them in a while. It's okay to reach out. There is no shame in reaching out. So always choose to keep fighting the fight. Why does everyone have to have such profound <laughs> thoughts? Well, it's my fight mission, and so I'm always on a roll. <laughs> and then, and here I am. You know what, Google? I'm going to get you a philosophy book. <laughs> I don't need more books to read. You know how many books I have this semester that I need to read? Oh, my God. Here comes Betsy. I don't even know. Go ahead, Betsy. Ask me. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I already know the answer. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Have you read Fight yet, though? Look, I've got a lot of shit <laughs> going on. It's been three years. So, Google, I mean, 
I've been in school for the past three years. (laughs) (laughs) I finally graduated. I'm done. (laughs) I have, I have this year and next year left to go. Um, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do my damnedest to get through fight one this week. How's that? Good. I'm holding you to it. <sighs> no, I so got on Friday. I, at least I should remind you of that. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> probably. God. Now I've got now. Remind. Now I have to tell my mom to get all the fight books out, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't wait to see the look on her face. Because <laughs> let me oh, tell you finally? what. Do what? What's she going to say? Finally? Well, she's probably going to say that, and then she's going to be like, do you know where they are? (laughs) And I'm going to be like, because this is what she does. This is what my mom does. I'll put it over here so I don't forget where it's at. And I shit you not, the next day, I will say, do you know where my blah, blah, blah is? And she will spend an hour looking for it. And I'm like, the last time I seen it, it was blah, blah, blah. It wasn't there. I already checked. She'll go back to that exact spot and it's right there. And I'm like, I told you every time (laughs) (laughs) I've got enough books. I could start a small library right now. I'm not even checking. We'll fight is under a hundred (laughs) pages. You can do it. If you need to put it down, you can, but not for three years, Bo. (laughs) I've already I've already graduated my bachelor's already. (laughs) You're still reading one book. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh well what's your philosophy, Google? (laughs) I don't have a philosophy. Drink hornet poison. (laughs) Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't ingest it. Oh my god! And if you do, don't follow it up with dish soap. <laughs> and say it, can, it knocks each other out, cancels each other. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's like scrubbing it. bubbles and bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now we're going to have to find the Poison Control Center hotline. (laughs) Put that up. Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, God. So, with all of the philosophies happening tonight, (laughs) what did I say? September 14th through the 17th, it's free standard shipping at the store. I'm going to go with yes, because I don't remember the dates myself. I know we ended the 17th. I do that. Do you know that? Yeah. I think it's 14th through the 17th at the DV radio store. Just go to dvradio.net. Click on the store tab. We got stuff for Betsy. We got stuff for PTS Dog. We got stuff for Sergeant War Dog. We got stuff for the farm. We got DV against DV stuff where all profits for DV against DV will go directly to Change Unchained. Go to changeunchained.com. To find out what they do, more about them. Um, yeah, I ain't got nothing else. Uh, look out for one another. Seriously, check up on people, even if it's just once a week. Be like, hey, what's up? I know I'm not good at it. I know we're all not good at it, but try to at least make it an attempt. Um, yeah, yeah, yep, yep, 
I ain't got none. Uh, for Betsy and Chris of Objective Zero, also Oink, Google Wardock, and Betsy Ross, I'm Bonerwood. You just heard Barrett's talk right here on WDVRDVRadio.net. Until next week, five seconds. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. Good boy.